Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Pacheco. Go for it. <laughs> Go, Tristan. <laughs> you didn't hear me? I'm Tristan Jones. No. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. It's a special holiday week edition. We hope everyone out there has a great Thanksgiving. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this podcast. We're here today for a very special reason. Um, as you're aware, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in theaters. And that movie marks the 30th film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I figured it was time that we sat down and we ranked them all. One through 30. Um, you know, the MCU, since Iron Man was released in 2008, Marvel Studios has become the most successful movie studio in history. And the MCU is the highest grossing film franchise with nearly $27.9 billion made at the box office. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you do the math, that's like close to a billion a movie. Uh, very impressive. You know, the, the, the MCU's had 10 films that have crossed over a billion. And, uh, you know, and, you know, 30 is not the, is not the end number. There's like 12 other movies right now that are in various stages of development. So the MCU is going to be around for a long time, but let's, uh, let's rank the first 30 movies that they've put out so far. Um, first off to do this, we obviously everyone that you see on screen right now gave, gave me an individual ranking and also George and Frank submitted their rankings. So this is the rankings from six people. And basically I create a point system, very simple. Whereas uh, your number one movie gets 30 points. And then, you know, number two gets 29 all the way down to your 30th ranked movie gets one point. So based on this point scale, here are the, the Marvel movies, all the MCU movies ranked. Let's start with number 30, Brittany. What is our number 30 film in the MCU? I think rightfully so. Our number, our 30th ranked film is none other than Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel checking in with only 26 points from, from six people. So that's not good. Captain Marvel was released on March 8th, 2019 with a runtime of two hours and three minutes. It is one of the 10 movies that, that grossed over a billion. It, it checks in with $1.1 billion at the box office. Uh, Captain Marvel was both my 30th ranked film and Frank's 30th ranked film. Uh, Brittany, I'll go to you first. What do you think about wh what is something you think about when you when you hear the word cap the words Captain Marvel? Well, first, before I get into it, uh, shout out to those in the chat. Uh, appreciate Trisha, aka the Texas Potterhead. She's very excited to see our rankings and what we all think. Also, Nick is kind of like what <laughs> all the way from across the pond. He's very confused about ranking Captain Marvel as uh, our third film. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to you, Tristan, in, in just a moment. But uh, yeah, Tristan says, wow, interesting. I would have put it above Thor, The Dark World, or Iron Man 2. We'll come to yeah. those momentarily. Yeah, Tristan, those so are coming up very soon. <laughs> very soon. Yeah. For, for <laughs> me, with Captain Marvel, it wasn't so much the... I mean, the story was... Eh, but it was Brie Larson. Like, yeah. she... She missed the mark on totally all of, of the jokes, all of like, and I found this out recently because I, I'm not a huge Brie Larson fan. I think I've seen her maybe in 21 Jump Street uh, opposite of Jonah, uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Channing Tatum. But like, 
I I thought she was funny in that movie. She just didn't hit it for this movie. I, I don't know what went wrong. I mean, everything else was fine except her. And as the leading lady of this movie, it, it just it just missed the mark uh, for me personally. And that's why I I know this was ranked really low for me. It wasn't the lowest ranked on my personal list, but it was ranked really, really low. Uh, Tristan has some thoughts. I definitely want to hear Tristan's thoughts about <laughs> this ranking. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go crazy over it, but um, I had this film ranked like around 22. Um, I, I, did, I agree with everything Brittany just said about Brie Larson and her failure or inability to like elevate the film uh, as a character. Um, but, but I think because everything else about this film works, the storyline, um, the performances around Brie Larson, um, the way it set up, you know, a lot of the stuff in the rest of the, the MCU, um, I can understand the criticism of Captain Marvel. I guess I've realized that I'm in the minority. I like Captain Marvel. I didn't love it, but I liked it enough to, you know, I watch it again when it's on TV. Um, 30 is, ooh, I, I guess I, I, I guess the 30 ranking is egregious to me because of the film that I had below it, but I guess we'll talk about those as well. So, yeah, I had it around 22. Um, so it's not like I thought this was a top tier Marvel uh, film, especially when I saw, looked at the rest of the list, but 30 is a little low for me, but hey, this is what happens when you're part of a collaborative effort and math is involved. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. And before we move on, uh, we've got Frank Coop in oh, the house. Frank, in the chat. In the chat. He says, her presence was lacking on screen for me, her portrayal. I can't tell she's the most powerful Avenger. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I, I, like, I can't say it's not fair. Drew, what's, what are your thoughts on Captain Marvel? So I'm with Tristan. I had it ranked 23rd in my list. Um, as a father of a daughter, I thought it was a very uh, woman, um, I don't know, female empowering movie i thought uh, monica rambo i thought a lot of supporting cast stole that so it like i agree with everything tristan said um and i'm also a brie larson fan so i already have that going against me for with you guys so i'm gonna agree to disagree with you guys and let's move on so sounds good i i, I just want to add my two cents so this was my my number 30 this is one of the easiest picks for me number <laughs> one was very easy number 30 was very easy this movie the movie is fine i have no problems with the movie what britney said about uh brie larson I just think she doesn't have a lot of charisma in this movie. Her character in Endgame is much better. It's a smaller dose of the character, but in this movie, she just couldn't carry this movie. And the one thing, if you've listened to our show or watched this over the years, is I've always harped on the fact that Marvel nails the casting for almost all the characters. I think they're like percentages, like 99.9%. And this is that 0.1%. Like, I think that she just, like any other actress maybe playing this character would be great. I just don't, she's just not great in this movie. And it really brought this movie down. And I think, you know, this movie, it did, did gross a billion dollars. But I think a big part of that is the fact that it was right before Endgame came out. And we were all super excited, like, for the breadcrumbs of what is going to lead to Endgame. And I think this movie benefited from that. In fact, I think almost any movie in that spot would have had a huge audience, would have maybe made close to a billion dollars. So, um, like I said, this was an easy one. So let's move on. Let's go to number 29. What's number 29, Brittany? I think it's going to be really controversial too. <laughs> well, well, it was even controversial in our lit in our ranking. So That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, but uh <laughs> but those in the chat and those who watch the replay, please let us know your yes, thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. And your rankings because I'm pretty sure 
we're going to upset some people. Oh, look, we're upsetting people now. Uh, Nick <laughs> says that Claire, his wife, feels bad for Bree. You've upset Claire. Uh -oh. My bad, Claire. Justin Claire? basically, basically, Justin basically turned that film into um, a lead off into Friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, anything will be, anything will be, be successful. There's like Seinfeld oh. coming up next. <laughs> All right, y'all. It was in a great time slot, honestly. Like this, this yeah. movie benefited from a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of MCU uh, story that's building and world fair. building over the years. Yeah, yeah. That's number twenty nine. Right. A number twenty nine to upset people more. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's easily. <laughs> So, so Drew, I want to get your thoughts on this first because you and George ranked this one as your number thirty film. Tell me what you didn't like about Incredible Hulk. Oh, the special effects are horrible. I, I didn't think Egg Norton was a good Bruce Banner. Um, the only saving grace was Jennifer Connelly for me in that movie. So it just 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 if you, of all the films and you go through all of how awesome they are, that one shakes to the bottom in my in my world only. So. And I can understand. I'm not surprised George and I agree. We actually agree on something, which I I wish he was here. Fist bump for George on that one. So, yeah, just it lacks. It lacks. It lacks the the Marvel class of all the other ones. So. Yeah, and you know, fairness, this movie. Let me give you the the, the info first, uh, or real quick. So it was the second ever MCU film released. It was. It came out June 13th, 2008. So this is the very infancy of the MCU. A runtime of an hour 52 minutes. I like that part of it. Uh, it had a box office of only 264 million. Again, this is before the MCU got rolling. So, um, yeah. So there, those are the stats for the movie. Uh, Brittany, what are your thoughts about the Incredible Hulk? I'm with Trisha here. I legit always forget about this movie because it's so bad. And and, and Trisha, <laughs> and, and to those of you who who are fairly new to joining the Watchers in the Basement, we actually did do Phase One, Two, and Three rankings separately. previously, separately. Yeah. And we go more in depth about why we ranked them the way that we did, and uh, just kind of the breakdown of the movies. But for me, because I love Ed Norton, but this movie just wasn't a good fit for ed norton in my personal opinion and to the point where it had been so long since i've seen this movie last we i think jumped on here on youtube to find like a four minute you know synopsis <laughs> of of what the movie was and it's like oh, okay like yeah cool don't really care moving on kind of thing but like with abomination yeah that cgi was rough uh I mean, but i did i that's true, but I, I do like the character of Bill Blonsky, and and of course we we got a uh, we got to revisit him in She Hulk, which that's separate. Check out our She Hulk pod uh, if you haven't already. But yeah, it's this movie for me. It's really painful to say again because I love Edward Norton. It's just very forgettable, and I, I understand why it was ranked so low. Tristan, your thoughts? I'll be very brief on this. I confuse this with Hulk with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I completely forgot about this film. I've, I've, I've thrown the Edward Norton movie completely out of my head. This would have been last by at least three touchdowns. If I, <laughs> I already was. It sounds like Tristan. So yeah, you, you get you get no argument for me. Like this is one of the worst movies I've seen. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I get no argument for me. So I don't hate this movie. In fact, for me, it was number twenty-three. I think it's. It's fine. It's uh to me, it's kind of the black sheep of the MCU and the fact that it's a universal movie. And so that's why you don't see it on Disney Plus. 
Disney, you know, they, they share the, the rights with Universal, much like they share the rights for Spider-Man with Sony. But there hasn't been any other, uh, you know, Hulk movies, uh, solo movies. So, uh, and, you know, also with the MCU, with the fact that there was a falling out between uh, Edward Norton and the powers that be at, at Marvel over what, you know, what the character, what the character was in the movie by replacing him for Avengers with Mark Ruffalo, you know, you, um, you, it's, they make it forgettable, you know, like, and that it's funny because in one of the episodes in She-Hulk, they talk about how they make a joke about how Mark Ruffalo says as his Hulk, he's like, you know, talk about Blonsky. He's like, you know, that was a long time ago. I was literally a different person. They make it <laughs> literally that yeah. was hilarious. That, that, was <laughs> that was a great, great joke. But I mean, this is like, this is the most forgettable Marvel film. It's almost intentionally done. Um, but I, I will mention that this movie actually, it wasn't, it wasn't 29 by a bullet. It was, uh, actually it was, uh, we, it tied with our, for points, it tied with number 28, but, uh, the number 28 film, one of us had it much higher than the rest of us. So I went with the highest score wins. So Brittany, let's move on to number 28. Dun, dun, dun. Eternals. Eternals. So Eternals released November 5th, 2021. Runtime of two hours and 36 minutes, and you definitely feel it. Box office of 402 million, 402 million. Uh, notable that it's number 30 for Tristan. So, uh, Tristan, let me start off with you. What, what, what did you not enjoy about the internal, the Eternals? Was it everything? What was there anything specific? Um, I did not feel like that star studded cast was, was maximized individually. Uh, well, one, number one, I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> and that's, this is the only Marvel movie that I've ever fallen asleep on. The only one. Fell asleep on it. I just couldn't get into the, the plot. The, it, it, I mean, the two hours, to be two hours and 30 minutes, you have to be really good. You have to be very captivating. And there's right. almost nothing captivating about this film. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a complete snoozer to me. Um, the, again, the, the major crime is like, this is a very great cast. And because of so many so many storylines and so many different like sub subplots that you have to to satisfy, you don't really feel. And again, like the the major thing is them not explaining their absence in some of these these uh, big events. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get past. And honestly, it was hard to get past that before I even like turned on the movie. So um, it already it was an up uphill climb for this movie going into it, and it just didn't deliver in any shape, form, or fashion. I need to give it another watch. Um, just to be fair to it, like I even I gave Incredible Hulk another watch. Like I can give Eternals another watch, so uh, I'll do that and report back. But as as of now, like it was a, it's not something I, I am excited to ever watch again. Drew, what are your thoughts on Eternals? I had it at twenty seven, so I was at relatively close. I think I shared and after you guys did cover Eternals about a year ago. Um, I mean, the cast was to have that cast and to lack that lackluster that mm-hmm. the uh, you know. The, uh, the saving grace to that movie was it's going to bring out, um, um, uh, can't think of Jon Snow's character, but as, as the Dark Knight or oh, that, that, the Black Knight. Yeah, the Black Knight. Sorry. Right. Yes. They, uh, yeah. So that, and then with Blade, but uh, I agree with everything. That movie could have been done in 90 minutes and maybe Tristan would have stayed awake. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, so Brittany, um, you know, we talked about the Eternals, like Drew mentioned about a year ago or maybe, mm. maybe less than that. Anyway, that review is one of our most watched videos on YouTube. So we appreciate everybody who's watched that. And if you, 
you know, if you, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. We had yeah. a we had a good time. We broke down all the characters because there's a ton of characters. Yep. Uh, Brittany, for, there. Yeah, for you, where did this movie fall for you? And I mean, is 28? Do you, do you think that's a good spot for it? Uh, I think 28 is fine. I mean, for me, it, it ranked 28 on on my personal list as well. Okay. Uh, that's that's perfectly fine. The runtime was extremely long. For okay, let me let me back up. Justin and I are adamant believers of phase four being a rebuilding phase for the MCU, obviously with end game expansion also yeah. and expansion with end game. Of course, you know, lost a lot of characters and now we're having to tell new stories, set foundations, establish characters in order to deal with this new big bad that's coming down the way, which is Kang. But with Eternals, like Tristan mentioned, how the hell were they not involved in the whole Thanos situation. Like explain that to me. And then a, a very long runtime of, of not really telling a great story is why it was ranked so low for me. And, and for everything that Tristan and Drew have, have already said, you got a, a really well uh, rounded cast. Um, but I'm also just curious with, with our friends here in the chat, you know, like this is wild. Trisha says, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Nick over in the UK says terrible. So are are you saying terrible? It's a terrible movie or terrible that we've ranked it thus so low? Let us let us know because this is uh this is definitely not one of our favorites like at all. And no. I, I did appreciate seeing Kit Harrington reunited with Richard yeah, Batten in in a scene. Oh, you know we yeah. have Game Game of Thrones people once again, which is fantastic. Uh, that mystery voice in in the mid or post credit I can't remember right now. Yep. That turns Mahershala. out being Blade. Yep. Is amazing. I cannot wait for the Mahershala Ali adaptation of of Blade. But yeah, this this movie just really didn't hit it for me, and it just that's why for me it was ranked so low. Real quick, if I could, guys, I hope Nick right. answers. I mean, that movie was filmed in Great Britain, so I hope he clears clarifies terrible with uh, for us here in the states. So okay. love Britain though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Friday, US versus versus England, World Cup. Oh. So um for me, this movie was number 27. So I got pretty close to, to, mm -hmm. to nailing it. Um I like Tristan said, I like the cast. The cast is great. And you know, something I should have said off the top is the one thing amazing about, about Marvel Studios is they have not had a financial failure. They're 30 for 30, right? even this movie but see this movie to me this movie is a is a failure in maybe storytelling or in uh what's next right because we don't know what's next for these characters is there going to be an eternals 2 are, are they going to like will will john snow not john snow will kid harrington's character <laughs> uh the black knight it's dane that, Whit that, dane whitman you're right that's his dane variant whitman. justin his right. variant exactly. is john snow exactly will dane <laughs> whitman show up in the blade movie i mean it makes sense the blade movie is has been pushed back for various reasons so mm -hmm. the thing about that and also remember the the post-credit scene that had harry styles like wh where is that gonna go are we ever oh gonna my see god harry oh, styles yeah, that's that. firefox, firefox. Uh, that's gonna be crazy yeah no that's He's, star fox yeah. Star Fox, sorry. Yeah. He's Thanos' yeah. brother, and it's like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah Thanos' brother. Right. Um, uh, but so wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, when are we going to see, if, if or when are we going to see these characters again? That That's the weird thing about this. And that you could ask that about some other movies, too. But yeah. with this one, it's like, do we need to see these characters again? You know, so. 
that's so, why this movie was so low on our on our list, I believe. So let me share some comments from uh, people in the chat. Trisha says, yep. there are some movies out of the 30 that put me to sleep. I love when Marvel puts out these movies that stand alone without needing context from 29 other movies. That's fair. I get that. Like, like you know, we previously stated yeah. that phase four is a rebuilding and, and uh, an expansion phase. And so that alone is a solid argument. However, I just don't feel it was executed as well as it could have been. Uh, Nick is asking, didn't they mention they are not allowed to get involved with Earth issues? Uh, yeah, sorry, Nick, I did not ignore that. I just saw your comment come through. But uh, but Frank says, especially since Thanos is half deviant and half eternal of all conflicts, Absolutely. they should have been involved. Absolutely. That's I, why, agree. Yep. I yep. agree. It wasn't just an Earth issue. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a universal issue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He even though they didn't get involved, I did like their references to like Captain America and Iron Man. They had, they had a couple of good references. And to Thor that. too. Didn't they make some of a young Thor? I, I think that. so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those movies where there's so many people in the movie, so many characters that you, it's easy to forget. Like Camille to Johnny got like insanely jacked to be in this movie. Oh. And he played that, the actor character. I can't think of the character's name. King, Kingo or something. Yeah. Kingo. Kingo. Yep. So, um, Oh yeah. He was great. There's so many people. Awesome. So like, so, a lot of talent went into this movie and Chloe Zhao is the director and she won an Academy Award a couple of years ago. So, I mean, they had all the ingredients. It just didn't, it didn't work. Maybe this would have been a better, like six episode Disney plus thing. Also, set it up. Yeah. Also, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Also Gemma Chan, who uh, Chen Chan, sorry, Gemma, uh, yeah. who plays Cersei yeah. in this movie, she had a, a role in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. So it's like, yeah, how are we going to make this work? Well, but in Captain Marvel, she's like, like in like blue face paint, right, or something. She's she's one of the Kree. So yeah, so yeah. I thought she got killed too. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, uh, yeah. Nick does make a good point. Didn't they reference DC being on television? Yes, <laughs> they, they did. did. Yeah, they made <laughs> they made a Batman reference. I think <laughs> that like, was hilarious. To like that was, the Alfred, that was great. Batman's Butler. So yeah. yeah, I mean the references were cool. I like the Richard Madden was like the evil Superman. I thought that he was Icarus. Like that, I thought that was cool, but oh, Homelander. That's all I could think about when I saw him. Well, nah. I mean, Homelander is the best evil Superman. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but just the yeah. the reference. Yeah, more right. Homelander than anything. So okay, so we we can talk about Eternals a lot more, but let's move on. Let's go to number twenty seven, Brittany. What's number twenty seven on our list? Check out our pod about Eternals if you do want to hear more of our thoughts. But yes. in the meantime, uh, we're moving on to number twenty seven, which is Iron Man three. Iron Man three, release date May third, twenty thirteen. Runtime two hours ten minutes. This movie grossed one point two billion at the box office. Let's see, uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on Iron Man three? Uh, I had at I had at twenty six, um, so obviously okay. I was close. Um, the only saving grace of this movie, guys, I think I said you got uh, watchers and Tristy. If you go in about four minutes and twenty or four minutes and twenty three seconds, uh, there's a holiday scene where he's doing a version of Jing or Jingle Bell Rock or something. That's the only saving grace of this whole movie. So. <laughs> That's I mean, I sent it to people for some I from for some Marvel holiday. I just I couldn't get into it. Um, I, it yeah, I just couldn't. Sorry, guys. I, I, that's why I ranked it where it was. So I didn't seem yeah. too far off from the group. That's fair. Tristan, what what are your thoughts on the third, third and I guess final Iron Man movie? With yeah, Iron I had it. I had it twenty seventh, so right on the mark. Um, okay, and it's. <clears throat> It's like Godfather Three territories. Like you just shouldn't have been made. <laughs> um, it, it's also it's a film where you can clearly tell that the main characters are over it, and like they're not. Like Robert Downey. That's one of the few 
one of the only films in this, well, the, the only film I think in this, uh, in these phases uh, in the MCU where he just does not give a great performance. Um, like, I mean, Iron Man just by itself is is a force of personality, but it, nobody elevates this film in any shape, form, or fashion. Uh, so one of those just like I so saw in my rewatch last summer. I really wish we we did this podcast last summer because <laughs> like I went through it was and, fresh in your mind, whole, yeah, fresh in my mind. Um, but it, this was hard to get through in, in ways that Iron Man, even Iron Man Two, is not hard to get through at all. No. Uh, Iron Man Three, I feel like it's a chore, right? And I, at, the common thread between like I guess my bottom ten or maybe bottom seven or eight movies is that they all feel like a chore to get through, right? And we, you know we'll talk about the rest, but this definitely was a chore get through Brittany what are your thoughts on Iron Man 3 yeah it, it pained me it pained me so much with I because I love Robert Downey Jr I love Iron Man as a character but everybody movie, does though right yeah like, he's the best yeah he's the best but like yeah this movie was was a real chore to get through like like Tristan just said and, and Trisha agrees deservingly low spot it had its funny moments don't get me wrong I do love Robert Downey like telling the little kid who's asking him for an autograph he's like I loved you in a Christmas story because he looks like Ralphie, you know, which was adorable. But the, I think the main thing for me was the villain, which is sad because I love Guy Pierce. It's just, yeah. uh, what was his name? Al, Alt, Alton or Altrin oh, Killian or kill, yeah, whatever Al, his name was. Yeah. Aldridge Killian, maybe? Aldridge Alter Killian. Killian. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that villain just did not work. Like it just. Ugh, it just bothered me so much, which again, sad. I love Guy Pierce. I did enjoy the return of Ben Kingsley in, mm. in this movie being of course with, with the Mandarin and he's really not the Mandarin. You it's, it's an act. He's Trevor Flattery from, from the UK and, and he's watching football on the TV. Oh, ole, 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 like that, <laughs> you know, the, again, it had its funny moments, but like overall as, as a, as a story, it just didn't hit. It it really pains me to say that. But overall, yes, this for me, I think I actually ranked this pretty not pretty high. I think I ranked it like 23 for my list. I had other movies below it that I think just were not that good, but deservingly low on our overall rankings list just because it didn't deliver like I think it should have. Yeah, for I had it, I mean I had it a little bit higher. I had it 22nd, but I think Tristan nailed it on the head when he said that it's a chore to get through to me. Like that's the common denominator with my bottom 10 or so is the, the, the rewatchability of these movies is very low. Like there are moments, there are cool moments in all these movies and there's obviously Easter eggs and things that point. Cause that's the MCU. Like you're, you're continuing this story. It's this shared universe. So you're, you know, you're kicking the can down the road in a certain respect, but um, this movie, I think the Iron Man, all the suits were cool. Uh, it's a Christmas movie. Because uh, Shane Black directed it. Shane Black is known for like Die Hard. And Die Hard, movies. Nick. Yeah. Die Hard. That is a Christmas it, movie, Nick. It is. I think he wrote a couple of Lethal Weapon movies. So yep. like it, Lethal Weapon One is a Christmas movie. Sorry. Right. So so like you know, in that respect, it's kind of cool. But yeah, it's it's by far Robert Downey Jr.'s probably worst performance as Iron Man. Like even he couldn't make this movie. You know, like Tristan said, it seemed like he was kind of like man. This, it's in my contract. I got to do it. I'm doing seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing Iron Man seven or eight times. This is just one of the seven or eight times. And I, you know, I let's get, get to it. Let's get to Avengers two or whatever was next, you know, like, so. 
And I get it because this is on the heels, well, for Tony Stark, this is on the heels of after the events of, of Avengers. You know, he right. got caught up in that wormhole kind of thing and he right. almost, you know, died. And so he's suffering from PTSD. I get it. As someone who suffers from PTSD, I understand, like, was going through or, to an extent. But, like, yeah, the, the performance just mm -mm, was not there. Was not there. So, so Brittany, let's move on to the next one. The next one is, is uh, it's actually like one that you really enjoy, and a lot of people don't enjoy. <sighs> uh -oh. Let's go to number twenty six. So Frank had had warned me ahead of time that you know with his rankings, he uh, I, I was going to love him that day we were talking, but I wasn't going to love him so much after this, and that's because. Oh. Uh, well, no, we're getting ahead of myself, but. It, Save that for number yeah. 25. But right, right, I, I, okay. I actually really do enjoy Thor Dark World. Um, yeah. I have it ranked a little bit higher than than most. Yeah. I, and I think it's mainly because of Loki. Absolutely love Loki. I love just him as a character. And the music in this movie alone, especially uh, with uh, Thor Thor's mother's funeral, was absolutely beautiful and it made me feel like some type of way do the villains work no absolutely not i i love seeing uh stellan skarsgård just kind of like lose his mind because of the convergence that was gonna happen but over as an overall movie it's not that great but i i love certain aspects of it just because i do so let me give you the stats for it Thor dark world Thor the dark world i'm sorry release date november 8th 2013 runtime an hour 52 minutes box office 644 million so pretty good for what is you know not a good movie uh drew what, what are your thoughts on thor the dark world you're a big thor fan i am but when yeah. it gets to ranking all these amazing movies and this amazing opportunity i mean i read these comics much like frank and i'm older than you guys but to see this on the big screen you just have to you just can't all be winners right so right. you know and i don't give participation medals you got to earn it so um of the Thors, I, I put it. I put it number twenty-eight just because I shuffled some other ones. Um, yeah, I, it wasn't a bad story um, in itself, but just not to the power of so many that I know are above in front of this one. So, fair, Tristan. What do you, what do you think about Thor: The Dark World? So I'm with Brittany. I actually enjoy Thor: The Dark World. Um, this was more of a um, a victim of MCU just having a lot of good films, and you kind of get to the. This is like slightly above average, um, but I think it's a decent watch. Um, I don't agree that, the, I think, well, I do agree that the villains don't necessarily uh, add much, um, but just the dialogue, like it's funny at times when it needs to be funny. It's, a, it's an enjoyable watch. Uh, it's not a great watch by any means. And I'm, I'm also admittedly not a huge fan of the Thor films after Thor 1. Um, I don't, I think it incorporates a little bit too much humor. Like once we start getting into some of those Thor movies, but this one, I, again, I enjoyed, um, it, I did not feel like a chore to get through. Whereas I think when I first watched it, I was like, I, because I'm always skeptical of Thor movies, but this was one of the, the better ones. And, um, yeah, I think I had it around 20, I had it like 25th, 24th, but I, it's a, it's a 24th that I, it, it, it doesn't reflect my feelings about my enjoyment in watching this movie. Yeah. So for me, this is 29. I, uh, now I, I will say like, I, I just don't think this is a very, I, I, I never, I've never enjoyed watching this movie. I've seen it three or four times. I just never really, really enjoyed it. But I do think that, you know, Brittany, you're mentioning the scene between Thor and his mother. I do think that part was rehabbed 
in in-game. In-game kind of made that scene mean more, you know, with Rocket Raccoon there waiting for, you know, for the uh, Fat Thor to uh, meet his mother and go through that whole uh, emotional experience. So I do think that part is made better by in-game. But the movie for me, this is also kind of a forgettable one. I, I, I you know, if if they decided to like erase this one, I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Um, let's move on. Real quick, if I could, Justin, the sure, only saving one of the saving graces was a bonus scene with the collector and bringing okay. the, the three of them the bringing the, the bringing it to become the the redstone, which is I can never remember what the power is though. Nope, whatever. I don't know. Where yeah. the redstone was. Okay. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, that was the, cool. The post credits and mid credits yeah. in these movies are all yeah, pretty cool. You know, like yeah. it's so. I, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Good saving to point grace. that out. Yeah. So, Brittany, let's move on. Number 25. You were you were teeing it up a second ago, but let's talk about it. I was. You're right. Yeah, this is uh, Frank said the reason why I wasn't going to love him after this. And, you know, I, I got love for y'all. It's it's OK. We can have differences of opinion. And when you admit that you're wrong, it's fine. So number 25, <laughs> number 25 for our um, watchers in the basement MCU rankings is Dr. Strange. Yep, I just could tell by Brittany's reaction. Ooh. verse of madness yeah i um i don't agree with this i don't agree with it being so low but you know what i'm gonna let y'all have your your say and then i'll say my piece tristan go for it i'm actually gonna bow out this is one of two films on my list that i have still have not seen okay. yet i still have not seen multiverse of madness i'm, I'm backing out at a boy tristan <laughs> Drew, what are your thoughts about this movie? I am not going to back out, but I know the first step to recovery is admittance, so I know I'm wrong, Brittany. But I told you when I was on this with the Moon Knight, the only reason I did not like this movie was they took, they killed Wanda, and that just isn't in my Marvel universe. I just, that was my did only they, issue. Though? Film with. Well, did they, though? You know what? What I saw, until I know better, my girl's gone. So that was the only issue I had this whole movie. So... I'll give you, let me give you the stats real quick before I, before I give you my take. The release date was May 6th, 2022. <laughs> I, I like Nick's comment of the choice, well done, madness. The choice, the choice is, madness. is madness. I, I agree. Okay. Fair enough. Go ahead. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> That's okay. So May 6th, 2022, runtime of two hours, six minutes. It almost made a billion, 955 million. So very good for Dr. Strange. Um, this movie, I had it higher. I had it number 17. I like Wanda being the villain. I think Wanda is a great villain because she's powerful. Like it wasn't just like a, a cop. Like most of the time in Marvel movies, it's like, you know, whoever the bad guy is, has the same powers as the person. It's the good, you know, the main, the, the, the protagonist, the antagonist have the same powers. And it's kind of like a, you know, copy paste kind of situation. Wanda was a different villain. I mean, honestly, she's one of the better villains. When you, when you make her a villain as powerful as she is, she's up there with Thanos and Killmonger. And, you know, I guess, I guess we can call a, uh, no more. Uh, no more. Uh, a yeah. villain. Um, I, I. That's to me. That's the best part of the movie. You know, obviously, the can This. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for Tristan, but the surprise cameos. I thought that stuff was cool. Yeah. Those characters obviously don't last very long. That's kind of a spoiler, kind of mm. not. Um. I don't know. I enjoyed this movie. Uh, Brittany, do you, you want to add anything? Real quick, oh. I know Brittany, before you oh, go, I'm, the one thing I'm learning from you guys, and I'm always keeping an open mind, you guys cover something that I absolutely love that make or break a, what makes or break a great to awesome movie. It's when the villain doesn't think, or in their own world, they're not doing wrong. And clearly Wanda was that. So that was a saving grace in that movie. And you've said that about some other things. Thanos yeah. in his mind wasn't doing the wrong thing. That's what makes a great villain. Yeah. No, that's true. 
the more I think about Thanos's reasoning, the more I understand where he's coming from. He's a <laughs> hero, probably. Like in our in our world, like you think about it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know. genocide. Like, what's wrong with that? You know, I mean, snap your fingers and half of everything's so gone. I mean, roll, you yeah, roll the dice. You know, like that means only two of us of this four are here. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> not it. Okay, so. <laughs> So uh, Trisha over here says, agree with the low ranking. So many things to dislike about this movie. Please elaborate. Please share us, share with us your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I love Nick. Not sure what's more baffling, this ranking or the diehard comment. <laughs> well, Nick's just taking shots from across the pond. Just coming hey, for us. It's all right. We're, wow. we'll, ha we'll have another American Revolution. It's fine. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> There we go. I said it. It's cool. No, uh, Nick is a very, very sound believer that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, but we will make a oh, movie we, out of we, him one day. We can't go into that. Like that's like not, not uh, here, not today. Not that's today. like pineapple on pizza. We'll we'll be here for oh, all, all day. Yeah. I like okay. it this week. Go Stop ahead. it. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I absolutely really enjoyed this movie. It was ranked number eight on my personal list. Yeah, I you think way high. Yeah. Way high. Because I think it told a good story and it was a story that I didn't necessarily need to go see it twice to remember what the story was. I saw it twice because one, I enjoyed it too. I wanted to be prepped for our review. However, I think with the introduction of America Chavez and then you're really getting into this multiverse and, and seeing the variants of, of Doctor Strange, um, again, the cameos that we got in this movie, although they didn't last so long, like Justin mentioned. And then Lizzie Olsen. Lizzie Olsen is the Scarlet Witch, okay? And I say that carefully because the Scarlet Witch is the villain in this. Not Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, okay? And, and if that's solely because the fact that it was the Darkhold, the book that was taking hold of her, making her the villain, and her ultimate goal was to have her children back, you know, the, the children that she lost at the end of WandaVision, I mean, again, we've we've said this numerous times about various villains. They what makes them a great villain is that they think they're the hero in their own story. And and Wanda's saying to Doctor Strange, you know, you you did all this with with uh, Endgame and and you know uh, the blip, and and you come back as a hero, but I do what I do, and somehow I'm the villain. Like that doesn't seem fair. And that to me was on point. So I I really enjoy this movie. Of course, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. You can put him in anything, and I'm just gonna love him. So I don't think he can do anything wrong, but you know, others believe differently. That's fine. So hey, Amber, appreciate you being here. No, no worries on being late. We are just talking about our rankings. So Trisha here says the movie felt slow, hated giving us the Illuminati just to kill them so quickly. Spoilers. Uh, didn't mind Wanda being the bad guy, but she was unalived so easily. <laughs> Would yeah. have liked a better introduction for America Chavez into the MCU. That's fair. Totally can agree with that. But I also wasn't mad about just kind of like throwing her into it. And then just like matter of factly, like, well, this is who she is. Uh, it it may it may have been done better, but I think overall I just I really like I really like this movie, so I blame yeah. Frank. Well, so <laughs> so and George George it. had this movie twenty eighth, Frank had it twenty ninth. Yeah, so I I can they, give a pass to they, Tristan because sunk your battleship. Because yeah. yeah, I can give a pass to Tristan. You're you're good. You're with me. Okay, like <laughs> hallelujah. But uh, the other guys, um, we are out mean, of the will. We are out of the will. The, you know, the ask Mr. me tomorrow Fantastic. night. I'm, I'm going to watch it tomorrow night. So ask, oh, I'll, I'll okay. Week, uh, 
or where it's a where quick it's a quick watch two hours six minutes you're in and out of it it's not i mean honestly it's, i do like that part of it yeah um also the mr fantastic uh character reveal awesome like come on i, I mean that was spoiled for me by youtube and social media before i went and because saw the movie, you won't but... learn you just don't learn. stuff finds me i don't look for it all the time it just finds me um but yeah so you know one thing i want to say as we're moving on to the next next movie yeah. the same people who who don't like this movie they all they, they all say well dr strange is so much but the original one's so much better well at number 24 guess what number 24 is on our list and the reason why I hate Frank. Doctor Strange. So wow. it's only one place better. So, um, oh. okay, let's, Tristan, I'll let you start on this one. What are your thoughts on this movie, Doctor Strange? <clears throat> I had it ranked 30, 29, 28, 27. I had it 26. Okay. Um, and let me admit my bias. I hate the Doctor Strange character. Um, well, whew, that's, that's harsh. I don't hate the Doctor Strange character. I find him uncompelling. Um, you don't get the same level of uh, humor as a main character that you get from so many of the other main MCU characters. I understand this. So this is the only one movie on my rewatch last summer that halfway through I was I I, te- I remember texting Frank and like, hey, do I have to rewatch this? Like, what am I? Is this, do I have to? Do I? Um, and I, like that was coming in, and um, I watched about half, and I had to cut it off. It just the, the movie never really did much for me. I think Doctor Strange is way better as a uh, as a supporting character than he is the main character. Um, it, again, another reason I, I hasn't I still haven't watched you know Multiverse of Madness, knowing how important that movie is, because it's hard for me to get past the Doctor Strange part of it. And I, I try, I, I actually enjoyed his character more on the What If series than I did in the movies. Um, but this movie is, I mean, it's, you know, besides it being like Inception Junior, it, I understand it's important. Um, and there are, there, there are like, I, I like the beginning part, um, just kind of seeing the backstory. Whew, man, everything after that is just, it's a slog. And it's, I, I guess it's my issues with the character itself that, that's driving this, but it's probably a way, much better movie than I ranked it. But my feelings towards the character and where I think his role is in the MCU, um, I'll never believe Doctor Strange is a main, <laughs> a main like primary yeah. character. I just never believe that. Well, so this is that went into my ranking for this film. In Multiverse this, of Madness, he kind of fills the void as like the kind of new de facto leader, like the the void felt by you know Tony Stark being gone. So a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's kind of a leader in in, in Infinity War and Endgame. Obviously, he's you know very crucial to those movies. We'll talk about that later, yeah. but yeah, go ahead and read Frank's uh, comment. He had a pretty good comment. He he did. Uh, he he said he told Tristan to watch the four minute condensed version, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is what I had to do with Incredible Hulk in order to get through it. So yeah. I, I okay, like the, four minute videos come come in for the win at times. Let's just be real. <laughs> not a lot of respect for the mystical arts right now. Seems like Apparently for us. Uh, um, let me let me do the stats real quick. I keep I keep not doing that when I should. Uh, so Dr. Strange release date, November 4th, 2016 runtime of one hour, 55 minutes, respectable box office of 677 million. Drew. Side note. What's a horrible time to come out with a movie, man. November, 2016. (laughs) 
Yeah, we all uh, right, right, right before, Jeez. yeah, right for yeah. a certain election. Yeah. Yeah. It was right yeah. after. Yeah. I think right yeah, after the election. It was that week after the election. No, it's probably before. It's probably like a couple days before. I bet because usually. Like yeah, it, it was before. Yeah. Okay. So, Drew, what are your thoughts on Doctor Strange? The all right, so I had Doctor Strange at number twenty. Um, my years of reading comics, I never followed Doctor Strange. Uh, I I've been an Iron Man fan the whole time. Uh, Cap, a Cap story, somewhat Thor. Um, you know, and I, and I skipped, I skipped it. And when I saw it, so that was, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So when I saw, I just didn't think it was that important to me. So then when I saw him in infinity war and then it was hard because Benedict Cumberbatch as, as smog, the dragon in, 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 I know the Hobbit with three films, but I mean, this is Benedict Cumberbatch talking about, I mean, this is, this guy's, this is just a surclass world-class guy. So he, he blew me away in infinity war. He was just, I'm like, okay, I gotta go back and watch Dr. Strange. And then I, and I got the storyline. I agree with, I think, um, Tristan and everybody else. I mean, he, he as a supporting Avenger, amazing in, in Infinity War and Endgame, without a doubt. Um, yeah. So that's where I have, again, all these amazing movies. You're asking, you, you're putting McLaren, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, you know, all these cars in front of me. I'm going to, it's hard to tell me which one I want to make. It just, he was a, a, it wasn't a bad movie, but just, I had to go back and watch it, but it was Infinity War that made me say, I want to go see Dr. Strange, and I didn't mind it, but there's uh, there's be- there are better ones, in my opinion, only that are in front of it. So. Definitely. Brittany, you like this movie a lot. Tell me about Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. And you know what? For me personally, this this came at a time. Uh, his his introductory with being a, a brain surgeon, if you will, was really delicate for me because of what was going on in my family at the time. So it was it was really difficult to watch. But at the same time, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm going to pretty much love everything that he's in. He is a bit of a, a petulant child, I, I will admit to it. It's very similar to like his BBC Sherlock character, just kind of being like, I'm better than everyone, I'm smarter than everyone. And then yet when you're put up against people who are actually more talented or can outsmart you, like this the Supreme or the Ancient One, uh, you know, she kind of tells him what it is. She, she knocks him down a couple pegs and then he realizes like, oh, I want to be more, I want to be better. Yeah, I, I can see where the the dislike will come from. But overall, I think seeing his journey coming from someone who was like a world renowned surgeon to kind of being at the very bottom and just not having anything and then to kind of find like a new journey and somewhere else to ascend to and uh, I, I don't know. It just, it, I, I liked it. I also liked his relationship with Wong, who's also a Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love Wong's Wong awesome. as a character. He's great. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, it's one of my favorite movies, truthfully, in the MCU. Um, and that's, but uh, you oh. love magic, right? Like, I love magic. Yeah. yeah. I'm Harry a huge Potter, Harry Potter yeah. fan. Like, you know, the mystic arts are not that far off from the magic. And that's like Harry Potter. You're right. just not using wands. But yeah, I mean, there there's that side of it as well. But mainly Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah. You know, this this movie uh, for me, I had number 21. I think it's I think it's fine. It's um, I think the, uh, you know, the beginning where how he becomes Dr. Strange, the, uh, the the origin of that is the best part of the movie, the first, like what, 20, 30 minutes is, or my favorite part of the movie. Um, like Tristan said, his character, Dr. Strange is his episode. in what if is great. And spoiler alert, some parts of that character end up in multiverse of madness. Just, just as a yes. heads up. Yes, they do. Um, 
And but, I'll agree that that episode in What If was one of the best for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the better ones. So, um, you know, overall, I I like the character. I I do also agree with Tristan that like I think he's much better in a you know in a secondary role. You know, like in 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 game and uh, and Infinity War. I mean, you know, I'm saying he's like he's a leader, but he's not like a he's not the front man of the movie, you know, like he's not the, 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 the star necessarily, uh, of the film, but I think he's great in a, uh, complimentary role in those, in those giant, you know, movies. I can get behind that too. Yeah. I, I really can. So Cause even, the... even like in Spider-Man, no way home. Thank oh you. yeah. No, he's great in that movie too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Probably momentarily. that's probably my, <laughs> one of my favorite. I mean, it's well, I mean, in game, it's all the same. It's Stop all talking. Awesome. Stop talking. Number 23. Let's go. Number 23. Yep. Ant-Man. Ant-Man, the first one. Okay, Ant-Man, release date July 17th, 2015. Runtime of one hour, 57 minutes. Box office of 519 million. Does anybody have any Ant-Man thoughts? I'll go quick. I put Ant-Man at the Wasp 21 and and Ant-Man at about uh, 24. I mean, again, where I read not not much into Harry Pym, um, Paul Rudd, I think, did a great job, very entertaining. you know, of Angelina Lilly, it, she, it was fun for what it was. I think, um, oh, Michael Pena, those guys, uh, of the security extra, they, they, they really added flavor to the movie, but just for me, just not, uh, just wasn't a major character in my Marvel life. Um, but you know, Paul Rudd, I think was a saving grace in, in, in making it entertaining. Again, I think there's better movies in front of it. So. I love Ant-Man. Love, love, love. I had it 18th, <laughs> but again, like there's a cutoff on my list where everything above this is just really good. Yeah. Uh, and it, it starts with like Age of Ultron. We'll get to that. But Ant-Man is absolutely in that in, uh, that list. I love Ant-Man. If Ant-Man comes on right now, I don't care where it is. I'm watching it. Um, again, I've never cared about the character before the movie. Uh, well, Civil War. So Paul Rudd really introduced this character and like thrust it into like the uh, the main happenings of this character in Civil War, and that's where I was like, oh, I, I like this character. Um, well, no, Ant-Man came first, right? Ant-Man was first. It's 2014. Yeah, you're right. Um, love Ant-Man. I'm just saying Love Ant-Man. I love the, the story. I love the humor uh, in it. I love um, the, the casting, uh, like Michael Pena, like that whole group. Like I said, like they, they really elevate that film past like his, his main conflict. This is one of the movies that I just absolutely love uh, and didn't absolutely did not expect to love. Um, and Ant-Man is now one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So, and it started with this film. So love it, love it, love it. Very cool. Brittany, what do you think about Ant-Man? I mean, not, I'm not a, a comic book reader, so I don't know like a lot of these, you know, MCU characters unless it's from the movies and yes, uh, you call me like a fake fan or whatever. That's fine. I really don't care. I'm not a fake fan. It's all good. <laughs> but the Ant-Man, I, I love Paul Rudd. I, I mm-hmm. you know, he's just wonderful in whatever it is that he does. He hasn't aged since clueless and I absolutely love him in clueless. The only thing that I didn't care for again is the villain, which is sad I love Corey Stoll. Like he, I've seen him in other movies. I think he's wonderful in other movies. It's just, again, like this wasn't like a good fit. It wasn't a good match character to actor. And I think that there's, there's a consistent problem. I think in a lot of these superhero movies, not just MCU, just across the board where the villains are just not that well developed. And I think with 
yellow jacket it was it was pretty much that i i loved having uh oh god i spaced on his name michael douglas as as hank pym because i think he was he was comical when he needed to be serious when he needed to be and just the playoff with with paul rudd and of course michael pena for me just like makes the whole damn movie with his his storytelling and <laughs> so i like this movie i like ant-man more than i like ant-man and the wasp so uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It, it wasn't it wasn't ranked really high. It also wasn't ranked really low. It was like really like smack dab in the middle for me. I think I ranked it at sixteen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoy Ant Man, uh, just fine. For me, this movie was ranked twenty fifth. Um, so I got got pretty close. I Paul Rudd's great. The casting in this movie is also excellent. Um. It's kind of a forgettable story, I guess. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but to me, I thought the sequel was was a was a much better movie. And Brittany, speaking of the sequel, what's coming up at number twenty two? Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, <laughs> number twenty two on our list. Release date July sixth, twenty eighteen. Runtime of an hour and fifty eight minutes, and a box office of six hundred and twenty two million. Um. Tristan, what are your thoughts on this one? Love Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Not as much as, as Ant-Man. I had this, uh, so if I had Ant-Man 18th, I had Ant-Man and the Wasp 20. Um, but I think it's the perfect time. The runtime is perfect, like right under two hours. So I, when I rewatched it, I never felt like, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting through this, you know, worrying about the next films. It's, I turned it on. You know, some great one-liners. Um, I love the the action scene at the end. Um, and, and, you know, the by the San Francisco Bay. Um, I just really love I Again, I guess I'm in the tank now. So, like, once I, like, actually kind of fell in love with the Ant-Man character, anything that he's in, um, I love it. Like Brittany, um, love Paul Rudd since Clueless, to the point where I forget that he was in Clueless sometimes because he turned into, like, a serious actor. I'm like, like you look familiar. Like I remember rewatching Clues. Like, oh, you're Paul Rudd. You've always been Paul Rudd. You still have not aged, uh, like Brittany said. But love Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I love the chemistry between really that all four of them: Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Evangeline Lilly, and Paul Rudd. Um, it's just a it's a great foursome, um, and you really see that play out uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Looking forward to you know obviously. Um, the next Ant-Man movie uh, in February, like I can't wait, right? So, and again, if if nothing else, like I don't think Ant-Man and Washington is as good as the first one, but it doesn't kill the momentum of the character. And that's the very least I can add. So I'm still excited for the next one, so. Very cool. That's my thought. Drew, Ant-Man and the Wasp, what say I you? Had, I had 21 and I, I guess I, I mentioned Ant-Man at 24. I didn't mind Ant-Man, again, it's just, I I was I was on the, um, I call it the Infinity War, um, honeymoon because I saw that movie like nine times. I absolutely loved Infinity War. So I saw this one and it was cool. I was just like, oh, how are we going to link this up? And then when I saw the bonus scene, I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I don't know. I thought I thought they developed the character a little bit more. Ghost was really cool. And I, you know, we've said this and I've heard you say it on podcasts. I've, I've been in the chat group and I've told family members the fact that we get these big name cast members and they have to be Marvel fans. I mean, I'm sure there's money involved, but does, does Michelle Pfeiffer really need money? I mean, I think it's the, they're doing it for the love of the game, the love of the fans. I mean, I was like telling my mom, how are they going to incorporate that? And when they did, I was like, wow. I mean, 
Um, you know, I think of the Michael Douglas movies from the 80s that I watched and, and you know, Ranting the Stone and stuff, and I'll see him as, as Hank Pym. It's just, I, I honestly like this one a little bit better. And again, I may have been on the Infinity War uh, honeymoon phase of my life, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And I, you know, again, you, you put all these wonderful sports cars in front of a sports car fan. I, it's hard for me to rank which one I'm going to park where, so. Yeah. Good, good analogy. Brittany, what are your thoughts on this movie? not not one of my favorites I, really like I, like I just said i i ranked i i put ant-man above ant-man and the wasp and and the issue for me was ghost i didn't i didn't yeah. i didn't really get the character i didn't get how this was incorporated into anything i mean lawrence fishburne in this movie was uh, amazing like that man cannot do a bad movie like he himself, like as as his his own damn self, cannot do a bad movie. It's the movie around him that's bad, right? And this is kind of <laughs> where the, I, I say this is very true for for this movie. I, I thought boys would disagree with you. Uh, well, you know that's, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, have you I, ever I, heard I, of Batman versus Superman? Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, He's in that movie too. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, like he movie. doesn't do bad. He doesn't do bad. It's the movie that does bad. Anyway. But well, with with Ghost, I didn't care for Ghost. It it just it seemed messy. It I don't know. It just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, again, there are some great one liners in this movie uh, with with Paul Rudd and then even his daughter. I remember seeing this with with Frank and and y'all and yeah. and Frank's like, oh, I want a daughter. After I think it was in this movie where she says to. Uh, Paul Rudd's character, you know, you're the world's best grandma, and it's like, oh my god, like they're just, they're just silly, they're funny, uh, just not one of my favorites. I ranked it at 25 on my personal list, so sorry. I had it at 19. I, I think it's, I think it's a lot better than the first one. I, I had a lot of fun. I remember when we went and saw that, like you said, with me and you and Frank and several others, and we had a blast. Like that was a fun movie, especially coming off of Endgame. How like dire in-game or I'm infinity sorry, war infinity war yeah sorry <laughs> a dire infinity war is and then you're figuring like you're wondering like what's going to come next and like then they kind of you know show you what what's coming next as far as uh, how they're going to get to in, you know captain marvel and then uh and then in game um i don't know it's i thought a, this movie was fun yeah it's a forgettable movie for me mm-hmm. personally and and trisha she she makes a really interesting comment isn't it interesting the way marvel has changed the way we look at movies we no longer discuss how well the movie is on its own but how it also pushes the mcu forward i mean when you're talking about a saga i mean the the previous phases one through three were the infinity saga now we're in the multiverse saga so like in ways yes they kind of do need to push push the whole overall storyline forward yeah. in order to make sense i her, her point's well taken because mm-hmm. i mean as I mentioned earlier with all the stats about Marvel studios, they really have changed the game. I mean, in a lot of ways, like it, like I've said this before, but if Marvel decided like tomorrow, like, you know what, we're not going to put our movies in theaters, theaters would close. I mean, seriously, like there are not many theaters that would, I mean, you know, how many Top Gun Mavericks are there going to be every year? There's only been one in 30 years. Like, yeah, there's other animated stuff that people like in varying degrees and people like the fast and the furious movies to varying degrees. But like Marvel is the one like bankable go-to thing that that movie theaters know like if we have a marvel movie we're gonna do business so i mean they've changed the whole game exactly speaking of changing the game now this, this movie didn't change the game uh but we're going from one sequel to another sequel number 21 one of my least favorite guardians of the galaxy volume two wow cool re- release date 
May 5th, 2017, a runtime of two hours and 16 minutes. Box office, $863 million. And I want to start off with Brittany with this because, Brittany, you ranked this one number 30. Tell us why. Because it's a stupid movie that I don't think should have ever been made. It absolutely did not make any sense on its own, let alone push forward the MCU. And I absolutely hated the fact that Kurt Russell's character, Ego, was just just abhorring and did not enjoy this movie whatsoever. That was very succinct to the point. I appreciate it. Uh, Tristan, what are your thoughts about Guardians 2? It's a stupid movie that I love to death. Good lord! Wow. Okay. It is. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Tristan and I had a moment. And he goes, "It's a stupid movie," and I'm like, "Yes." He goes, "That I love to death," and I'm like, "Ugh." God. Sometimes, sometimes, like the people in it just are enjoyable, and sometimes you just kind of like put aside a lot of. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie. Oh man! And I recognize it probably on like the third or fourth watch. Um, but it's that's an enjoyable movie, man. It's, I mean, uh, um, the chemistry between um, Chris Pratt and uh, Zoe Saldana, like just, uh, just the the dynamics of that relationship. Again, it's a stupid movie. I readily admit that. It is not. It is not one of the best. This is. I'm. I'm ranking that strictly on enjoyability and not technical brilliance because I'm there's gonna- very little technical brilliance here. I'm going to put a pin in that because then I have questions when we come down to some of the Thor sequels. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at my list and I, I realize I, I may have jumped the gun on my Thor hate. Um, it's really just the last two, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have some uh, yeah, I really hate such that. a strong word, man. <laughs> hate, is a very, hate is a very strong word. Dislike. Uh, Let's say dislike. Come on. It's okay. If you hate it's, that, that means you don't like very much. I get it. It's, it's more of my expectations yeah. versus, what happens when I actually see it. So my expectations of Guardians of the Galaxy, and we'll get to this when we talk about volume one, but again, it's a movie I didn't expect to like at all. Uh, when we start getting into like the the, the, the multiverse or the, the outer space elements of the MCU, that's kind of where in the past, I might have like kind of dipped off a little bit as far as interest, but Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, it's, a, it's a great reprieve from a lot of the more serious elements of the MCU. So I always appreciate it for that fact. Like it's for me, it's like I can. It's like listening to a Drake album. Like I don't really have to think much, right? I can just, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. I, I oh, can overlook a, a lot of the plot holes here and just really focus on the enjoyability. And Volume Two is really, really enjoyable. Uh, again, especially like the the ending part. Like it's a lot of tense moments. I'm really thinking like, how are they going to get out of this? Like Kurt Russell's character is literally a god. Like how are we getting out of this? And if you can at least if you can humor me and captivate me over the course of two hours, and my enjoyability rankings will be high for your film. And and this is where this lands. And again, I'm with Brittany on this fact. Not a good movie. Like I, I can I can readily admit that. But it's it's enjoyable as hell to me at least. I, I gotta save this argument for when we talk about the Thor movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get. To we're that gonna get there very, really quick. Very soon. Really quick. Drew, I know you love the Guardians, uh, the cast and crew. You know the whole Guardians feel of everything. What is your thoughts on this movie? So real quick, never read a Guardians comic in my life, so it was fun to see them in the movies. Again, I have to rank things and go things that have to fall in the lower buckets. 
the saving grace of this movie for me was the opening scene with Brandy. She's a fine girl because that's something my older brother would cruise around in a Camaro and we'd do it back in the day because remember, I'm 50. Um, love that. And the end with Yandu and the whole scene, a little passing around, little baby Groot with the fireworks. That was great. Uh, and obviously the extended scene to get us going into Infinity War. But after that, uh, I agree with everybody else. It was, it's not a bad movie to watch and I, and I will watch it when it pops on the only TNT or something like that. But, you know, I like the group, but not their best. Not, not, they're not at their best. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, for me, it was number 26. This movie to me was such a disappointment in the fact that I love the first guardians mm-hmm. movie. And to me, this felt like this shouldn't have been guardians too. It should have been like guardians five. Like by, by the time you get to the fifth one, you're like, you're running out of ideas. And I mean, obviously they made it all work with the MCU, but, um, I don't know. I just did not enjoy this movie. Um, this is another movie that Brittany, me and you and several other people saw together. And I remember we were just like, wow, that, that was not, we, we thought it was going to be super fun and enjoyable and it just did not pan out for us. So time. it was yeah. a waste of two hours and 16 minutes. And I, I don't want to hear y'all complain about other movies. Yeah. And I, I think we saw this at one of those like Alamo draft house, one of those places where you can like get food, you know, like a movie tavern, if not Alamo. Draft okay. House. One yeah. of those places. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it was supposed to be really fun and it just, it just did it just, not deliver and draft, for us. And the draft didn't make it any better, guys? No, <laughs> come on. Definitely not. And to the quote draft. Trisha yeah. here, she's yeah. like, this movie yeah. was bad. It was, yeah. It, it wasn't bad. one of the better ones. Not, not one of my favorites. Yeah, I had it at so, 22, so I didn't, I'm glad I wasn't too far off with the group. Yeah, so. yeah a lot of us we were pretty yeah. close on some of these. So. Yeah. so, Brittany, before we move on to number 20, let's recap 30 through 21. Oh, there we are. Cool. There it is. All right. So 30, we've got Captain Marvel, 29, The Incredible Hulk, 28, Eternals, 27, Iron Man 3, 26, Thor, The Dark World, 25, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, 24, Doctor Strange, 23, Ant-Man, 22, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and 21, Guardian of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And this took an hour and five minutes to get through all this, y'all. We got to we got to speed it up. We I got to pick it up a little bit. This is going to be three and, This can be three hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, we, we, we can't do that. <laughs> you know we can't what, do that. These are the ones we don't really like as much. Whenever we get to the ones we like, it's just going to be like, I like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's going to be I hope simple. So. Yeah, I think That's, so. So either way, y'all, let's just stay we're, focused. We're, right. we're, stay on point. <laughs> we're having fun though. That's the most yeah, important thing. We hope the audience is enjoying us too. So don't forget to give. So. <laughs> don't forget to give this video a like and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you can enjoy more content like this in the future. Uh, Nick says, Claire says the new Thor should be 30. Well, you know what? Claire? Ouch. Too bad because the new Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is our number 20 movie. Brittany, if you wouldn't mind showing us that. It there is. it is. Thor Love and Thunder release date, July 8th, uh, 2022. Runtime one hour fifty eight minutes, tremendous runtime. Box office seven uh seven hundred and sixty million dollars. You know, to kind of quote what Tristan said about Vol- Guardians Volume Two, it's a silly movie that or a stupid movie that he absolutely loves. For me, this is a silly or stupid movie that I absolutely love. I enjoyed this movie. Tristan, what are your thoughts on this one? Haven't seen it. That's the one you haven't <laughs> this, seen. Okay, okay. okay. The, I got you. Yeah, I just got one of the, this. This is the other. This is okay. the other uh, second movie I haven't seen. Gotcha. I, I I just need you to keep in mind everything you said about volume two. I need you to apply that to this movie <laughs> when you watch it. When you watch it, okay. Like, let's not take it as seriously as as other other things. Exactly. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. And Frank, if you're still in the chat, I don't want to hear it. 
shush. Yeah, Frank. Frank was not high on this movie. I'm I'm looking for his list real quick. As and I think I think George too. George did not like this yep. movie either. Yep. For so George had it number twenty nine. Frank had <laughs> it uh, number. He had number twenty six. So it wasn't one of his absolute worst movies, but not very high. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on this movie? You guys had me on the podcast, you know, after yeah. Ragnarok, um, obviously Ragnarok was better than this one. You had me on it. I, I was funny. You came to me and I was all pumped about it. George was the hater. I, I enjoyed the movie. You know, Tristan, you mentioned silliness sometimes with everything going on in the world and we have going on in our lives. I appreciate though, cause he's powerful enough, but he can also not take himself seriously. You're a father. I'm a father. I enjoyed seeing the kids. I, I had 11. I enjoyed the movie. It's what I need in my life last summer at this time. I saw it four times. And I don't regret any of them. So I really enjoyed it. I love the rock music. I'm from the 80s. So it was it was a fun movie for all the reasons to have fun. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Br- Brittany, what do you, you, you like? I like this movie also. What are your thoughts? No, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, yeah. The more I, I thought about it, the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it a, a, a lot more. And I think kind of breaking this character of someone who is a is like a god. I mean, he can die because obviously we did see that with his mother and, and Odin and then Loki like 3,000 times. You know, t- to be able to show off a, a humorous side and not s- be solely like the stuck up kind of person, I think kind of it just breaks that mold. And I like the fact that Taika Waititi, the directors of not just this movie, but Ragnarok as well, kind of took that chance. And and it to me, it's worked. I I, I think... You know, if we can accept Iron Man, Tony Stark being, you know, this playboy billionaire philanthropist, but yet he's got like sass to him, then I think we should be able to accept that from other characters as well. You know, it can't, it, you can't just like say, well, because he's Iron Man, he's the only one who gets to be like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, I think other characters should be free to kind of express themselves a little bit more. So that's just, that's just my opinion, but let's see what, uh, what's here in the, in the chat. Uh, Trisha says, didn't like this movie either. Best thing about this was the kids at the end, the post-credits scene. Okay, okay. But Justin, we're going to welcome into the chat the one, the only, Francois Cooper. Oh, Frank's here. All right, Franklin. What's going on, y'all? I, I, I had to chime in real quick. I took, I took a quick break to, to give my two cents of this movie, man. So, um, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so, Frank, let's clear out. Get the ball to Frank. We'll clear out. What's, what's up, Frank? Tell us. So as far as Thor, Thor is my second favorite character in the MCU. My third favorite character, actually, after Black Panther and, uh, and Tony Stark. I think he's very compelling when done right. Um, the reason why I love Guardians 2 over Thor, here's the reason why. When Guardians 2 comes out, it doesn't come out after heartbreak, pain, and loss. Thor just losses when two years spent his mother, his father, his brother twice. Um, and his long lost love. And then he loses. And then he has the anguish of failing his, his, his country, his, his planet, when Thanos murders half, half of his people. So with that, being, with that being said, the placement of that coming out of Endgame, you would think they'll, they'll explain more of, of his coming backstory of him trying to recover after all this loss. And Tiki Waikiti made such light of all his loss going to to uh, love and thunder and it didn't make sense and i i don't know if 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 tiki is is incapable it's of showing like, a- like compassion and loss and like and like and heartbreak and like not making light of it but 
it's like he took the Ragnarok story and just made a cheaper version of the Ragnarok story. And I don't think he put much thought into the script. I don't think he put I don't think he put much thought into the verbiage um, and the mental and the mental capacity of what Thor was going through at this time, at this time, in this time, during this during this time. If, Le- if Love and Thunder comes out after Thor 2, I have no issues with it. Fine with it. But the placement of where Thor is at mentally is why I have a problem with his ability to make an actual an actual story coming out of uh, coming out of loss and heartbreak. That's why I have, I have yep. Thor and Love and Thunder so low. Frank, if I could, and I was on the podcast with you, and I agree with you, thousand percent. You and I both read the comic series, and it is a brutally violent comic series with Gore. With Gore, and I was wondering where they're going to go with it. So you had said stuff about an angry, vengeful, you know, the Thor from Infinity War about you know a rage, en- rage, anger, vengeance. You know, the great motivators. That is a scary ass Thor to see. So you know, I went for for fun. You have all the points in the world because you know I've read them with you, and I back you up on that. It's just I needed the fun at that point in my life. It was summer, it was Fourth of July week, but I, I respect what you're saying, man. So yeah, so yeah, that, that's that's pretty much why I stand. I, I, again, Thor is a powerful character, oh, yeah. and I think they keep they keep pulling back his power and they keep pulling back his ability to be a world breaker. And and I get it, he, you know, over the last two Thor solo movies, they kind of repackaged the character as a as a funny, happy go lucky guy. But when you watch this movie, the last two movies, you often forget that he's a god, and it's like a character of of himself. And that's where I feel like the movie falls short. See, I feel like they dealt with the Thor, you know, all the all the issues he has. I feel like that's part of his in-game story, his his arc, you know, like that him going and seeing his mother going back in time and going back to the Dark World uh movie and, you know, talking to his mother and that whole like this is all about his like this movie is coming off in-game and it's about how he's going from all this loss to figure out what's next in his life. But but even even with that, they made a lot of, they made a lot of his loss in Endgame. He, I mean, becoming Fat Thor. I mean, it was funny, but at the same time, I'm like, this man just this man just lost half his people and and beheaded Thanos. Like I, I expect a more yeah. grieving, vengeful, not fat, damn on diabetes Thor. I, I I was I didn't want that. Not not I mean, not for that like character. Five years had passed. I mean, like how long do you want this to go on? Five years. Five years has passed. It was a flash forward, but you didn't see it though. It's, it's, no, it's I, I know, and we can't see everything because obviously, then it's like an endless set of movies, of course. But I, I agree with Justin saying, like, we saw his his arc really in in Endgame, and I think to like move on from that. I mean, we can't like keep dragging that out, and maybe maybe not being Love and Thunder being so fun and so silly. Maybe that wasn't necessarily the appropriate way to go but at the same time i can't imagine like dragging that out and then seeing like this really dark thor which i know is from the comics i'm not you know just you know arguing that it's just i i just don't know that would have worked out i mean we drug out tony's uh uh visions and loss and and disdain over what seven movies from from what avengers ultron to endgame yeah, I mean, but Iron Man three didn't work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> and speaking of Iron Man, what's number two? Or I mean, I'm sorry. What's number nineteen on our list, Brittany? Spoiler. I spoiled it. Yeah. Iron Man two. Iron Man Good job, two. Justin. <laughs> uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to jump off Iron Man again. Okay. Good to see yeah. you, Frank. Yeah, Happy yeah, Thanksgiving, buddy. I uh, love y'all. Thanks, Frank. Thanks. So Iron Man two, release date May seventh, twenty ten. Runtime two hours four minutes. Box office six hundred and twenty three million. Does anybody have any strong takes on Iron Man two? I feel like this I is got, a decent place for it. Go for it, Drew. 
I got it at number 19. My favorite scene was him. You guys know I love sports cars. When he when he's driving his F1 car in Monte Carlo, and you know, obviously, um, that Natalie. We find out a lot about more about her and that role in development. And the bonus bonus scene at the end is you know, uh, something about how he says you know can some something how in the re- re- resume review you know about yes oh yes yes to Iron Man but no to Tony Stark. You know, with the personality about forming the uh, forming the team. So right. it was it was a fun watch, and it was. Definitely, like we've our, we've said here, and our and our guests in the chat, it's a stepping stone to building what's coming. So, I had it twenty three. Um, okay. I think it's a solid movie to me. It's not it's not a bad movie. Um, I, the rampant um, sexism towards uh, <laughs> Black Widow, <laughs> notwithstanding, um, it's it's a solid movie. It's a, it's a, a enjoyable watch. Um, I agree with Drew that it does set up a lot of things going forward. So it, it does, it, it does. I want, I don't know if the primary job of MCU movies is to be standalone great movies or to push the MCU forward. I don't know what is the primary role, but Iron Man 2 absolutely does that. Um, so at the very least, it's, it's again, it, it barely makes the cut for like, you know, good movies uh, on my list. Um, but it's a solid movie. Again, it's rewatching it and seeing like the way that Tony talks to uh, <laughs> to Natalie like that to Nat, that was like kind of jarring to watch on you know when I did my rewatch last summer. But it's enough in there to make it a, a, a good, enjoyable movie that that does its, its primary job in uh, just fulfilling this role in, in the also in the universe as a whole. So, at, yeah, like I said, I had a twenty three, so I'm not too far off, but yeah. okay. Brittany, what about you? Uh, I too had it at 19. Uh, this is definitely one of those movies I can rewatch. I absolutely love the introduction of uh, uh, Natasha Romanoff being Black Widow and seeing just her skill sets. I think she was wonderful in this movie. I know this is one of my husband's favorite movies because of the, the jumpsuit totally understand and get it and support that however i also love mickey rourke i i think he was great in in this in this movie i loved him kind of being the the other side to tony's coin he's equally intelligent but he's kind of got more of a revenge uh to to avenge his family on his mind and i think he was he's great uh love him and uh, that's pretty much all I can say about Iron Man Two. I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch it anytime it's on TV. It's it's good to me. Yeah, I think it's got a rewatchability. Um, I had it number eighteen, so I was very close. But speaking of eighteen, what do we have at number eighteen? We've got Black Widow. Hmm. Black Widow release date. Oh, July. look, Tristan's hurt face. Look at that. He is like, ooh. This, Don't worry, this... Tristan. I'm going to tee you up here in a second. You can you can <laughs> talk about it. Black Widow release date July 9th, twenty twenty one. It was the first film of Phase 4. Runtime, 2 hours, 14 minutes. The box office of $379 million. That deserves an asterisk because obviously this movie went straight to Disney+. Plus. It was limited in theaters, obviously, very much during the heart of uh, the pandemic. So, um, you know, I think I think this movie easily would have made $700 million, maybe more, if it were in theaters instead of going to Disney+, Plus for like 30 bucks or whatever the price was. So... Having set all that stuff up, Tristan, what are your thoughts about this being Black Widow being number 18? I guess I should acknowledge my bias, but Black Widow is in my top three to four um, MCU characters. Um, always has been. 
since Iron Man too, honestly. Um, I love, love, love Natasha Romanoff. I bought like some some of her comics. Um, very much love Natasha Romanoff. Dropped several tears um, when she transitioned <laughs> in, in the Endgame. Um, so I had this, but ultimately, when we start looking at the collective uh, MCU films, I had this at 15. So I, I, I guess I have to retract my initial um, facial statement, facial response to that. I had it at 15 because there's just so many great movies. And I yeah. thought this was a really good movie. Um, I rewatched this at least five to six times when it first came out. Uh, the fight scenes are some of the best in the MCU, period. Um, I would put in the top seven to, to, to eight uh, fight scenes. Um, <clears throat> I love introducing, you know, a sister whose name I just forgot. I'm sorry. Yelena. Yelena. Love the introduction of her character. Yep. Um, and just both of them together. Um, love this movie. Um, I could have put this anywhere from 15 to like six, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, I was trying to be objective with my list and try to move away from just my favorites, but this is one of my favorite MCU movies, like top five favorites. Um, it's just not one of the top five best. So understand. Yep. Drew, what are your thoughts on Black Widow? All right. So this is crazy, guys. I, I'm looking at this and some seems you wonder, but now I think I remember where my brain was. So I had Black Widow at 14 when I have, I have Captain America 15, Thor 16, the two Spider-Mans, Homecoming 17, and Far From Home 18. I just really enjoyed this movie. And I think it was the time when it came out. Um, you know, COVID was very intense. A lot of us, right or wrong, were getting immunized or whatever, but I was just ready for something. I'm just trying to think. Falcon Winter Soldier had gotten done. I know not a lot of fans in the group there. I'm a huge fan of that one. I felt it as a carryover of vis-a-vis not um, mystic arts people, no one with um, uh, uh, herb, no one with um, mutant powers. It just, you know, just training, training and stuff like that. So I love the storyline. And, you know, I'm looking at, I have both Captain America, Thor and the two Spider-Mans homecoming and far from home. But I think it's just at that point, and I was thinking about it, it's just why I was and where I was in my life at that point. So um, I'm probably a little bit of a Scarlett Hansen fan of something in there too, but. Yeah, it's understandable. Brittany, what about you for Black Widow? So I think Scar ScarJo was done dirty, of course, with how this movie was released. It went straight to streaming and it was delayed over and over again. However, I did enjoy this movie. I loved the fact that we finally found out what happened in Budapest. Like that was something <laughs> I've wanted to know since Avengers and to finally get the the reason behind it and how it actually played into this movie was I think extremely well done. Uh, this unfortunately is it's still not one of my favorite favorite movies. I do enjoy it. However, there there are a lot of positives in this movie. I think the cast was very well done. I love Florence Pugh as as Yelena and just the chemistry she had with Scarjo. They just played off well one another and really just kind of having like a very heavily female led sort of story which which was really great and very refreshing to see especially in this day and age so yeah i, I do enjoy black widow i i think she <laughs> scarjo was just done dirty overall but yeah this right. this i'll definitely uh rewatch again but, but you, you know that britney oh, i'm sorry go ahead britney where What'd did you have it at britney i'm just curious oh i had it at 20 i had oh, okay, it at 20 wow. on my list okay, yeah i think th i think there are other better yeah. films for okay. sure but i mean in terms of Mm -hmm. entertainment i think this was a good story it's just i think there are other better films fair enough yeah. i had it at 20 also um you know i think she was just a victim of the circumstances obviously i don't think it was anything 
personal toward uh, the actress or anything. So as far as when it was released, uh, this is a good movie. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot when it came out. I watched it. I bought it, you know, on Disney plus 30 bucks, whatever it was. I watched it like three times that first weekend mm-hmm. because we were doing a review show about it. So um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, moving on to the next film, Brittany, what is our number 17? Our number 17 is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Release date, September 3rd, 2021. Tristan's hurting on this one, too. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I'm going to go to him. Runtime of two hours, 12 minutes. Box office, $432 million, which that was a shocker for me because I thought this movie was going to make a ton of money. But I don't think it was uh, distributed as widely as a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies. And now... Almost none of them are going to China. So that's why the box office has come down for all these movies. So um, anyway, that's something I thought think worth noting because I thought for sure this movie was going to be a massive, massive uh, box office success. But still, $432 million for a character that most people don't know. Very respectable. Tristan, mm-hmm. let, 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 let me know what you're thinking with us having number 17. So this is the first one where there is a huge variance between me and the rest of the group collectively. Yeah. I had this at five. Uh, yeah. I, I love. I, I could have put it anywhere. I could have put it as high as three. If uh, when when I we first when I start first start doing my rankings, it was one of the first ones I thought about, and it wasn't until I had to, like really had to see the full list and like study the full list. It was like okay, there's some things like I can't put below. Uh, I can't put. Um, below Shang-Chi, but I love the movie. I love the storyline. I love the, man, you introduce like different cultures and it, it really explain those cultures. Like I'm, you, you, you can hook me very easily uh, on that. The fight scenes were again, some of the best we've seen in the MCU. Um, and I just, I love the introduction of the new character and the new story. Um, I didn't expect, again, expectation versus reality. I did not expect to care about this this movie, let alone watch it, enjoy it, want to see it again multiple times. Love this movie. Um, it's, it's literally up there in my favorites. Um, it's in the top five of my favorites. Um, man, again, that's a big variance, but I'm, I'm interested to hear what everybody else had to say about it. Drew, Shang-Chi, tell us. You know, guys, we got 30 movies and I looking at my list, I, maybe I got tired or something. I put it way too low. It was a good movie. Um, it's like if I could have multiple top 20s, top 15s, uh, I, I apologize. Don't mean to offend uh, Trish. And I put it at 25. But I just think I was getting weary making the list. I spent the whole day doing this. So it's just you keep filling in this. So I, I, I did. It wasn't a bad movie. And, um, you know, the end gets a little long. You guys, a couple of you have said the special effects get a little eh. Uh, and the and the and the freaky animals at the end there, but uh, the storyline. That, that's only Justin. There. That's so only Justin. Okay, all right, that's fine. And I'm with <laughs> Justin. I mean, we have our, you know, we have some people. We and of four people or five people, you're going to be, you know, in some areas of that. But yeah, I have no issue with it. I, I probably screwed up putting it 25. But Brittany, what what are your thoughts on Shang? I know you like this movie. You told yeah, me about it. you saw it way before I did. So tell, tell I us did, I did. And I really did enjoy this movie. I think I put it at 17 on my rank. Um, yes. 17. Again, there are other movies I think were just a little bit, a little bit better. However, for the reasons that, that Tristan has explained, uh, bringing in new culture, the fight scenes were phenomenal. And then, uh, Simu, Simu, is that how Simu you pronounce Lou? his name? Yeah. Lou. Yeah, Simu Simu, Lou. Simu, the yeah. fact that he pretty much manifested this years ago to say, Hey, 
like basically put me in the MCU and then like he made it happen. I think it's a, a wonderful story. He's incredible as as Shang-Chi. And then I think his character alone is a formidable leader for the Avengers now that we're without Cap, uh, Tony Stark and, and what have you. I think he he definitely is a, a big contender to like help lead the Avengers in, in coming movies. I also appreciate Aquafina being in this movie. I think she's hilarious as, as a person, but you know, she wasn't too over the top in this movie either. I think she, she played a good supporting role. And then just to kind of really learn anything and everything about the legend of the 10 rings, because we've seen it teased in Iron Man with the Mandarin. Right. And we also get the return of, of Trevor, uh, Trevor, whatever his name is flattery Flattery, thank you as as the quote-unquote the mandarin because that kind of would have greatly insulted the the story of of the legend of the ten rings but seeing the the story behind that and how it played into uh, shang chi's family's life and what have you i think was just extremely well done but yeah i mean this this is this is a really well done movie for me this was number 28 so I'm probably the reason why it's lower for all y'all. This movie, How the first two thirds of this movie, fantastic. Simu Lu, Aquafina, the cast is great. I love the scene where like he's like, you know, he's dressing up. And you think he's like successful, like a businessman or something. He's like just dressing up because he's a valet. Like I love like his like he's living in this garage. You know, like all that stuff is great. I think the the actors are great. The final third of the movie the CGI animals and they go to this oh, like yeah. forest and then there's the dragons. Like the movie just falls off a cliff for me. I, I've only Ch- seen it. I've only seen Justin, it. Justin yep. clearly not a Pokemon fan. Clearly. Uh, no, Neither, I, I am not. I'm with not. Justin on that. hundred percent. Sorry. To, to <laughs> me, the, it just, it falls off a cliff. I've only seen it the one time. I don't hopefully will ever, never watch the movie again. I, but oh. like you said, the character's great. I can't wait to see him with the Avengers. I can't wait to see him with with uh, you know with Caps uh, Sam Wilson. I can't wait to see him with you know Miss Marvel and all these other great characters that they've casted yeah. really well. He's definitely one of them. But to me, the movie I just did not enjoy the movie. So the bonus credit scenes had me pretty fired up though. That thought that was pretty cool. Mark Ruffalo and all that was in it. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really good. Really yeah. good bonus stuff to get you fired up for what's come up in Phase Four. Just me, but. No, it's no. I mean, like, there's yeah. good stuff in all these films. I mean, none, I, I, listen, yeah. none of these films are bad films. Right, like, right. For when people say they don't like superhero movies, I'm like, I always have a question. Do you watch other movies? Because other <laughs> movies, like, there's a few other movies that are like good, but for the most part, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, superhero movies are sometimes are cookie cutter, but like other movies are just usually they just kind of yeah. end, and it's like it's some like vague like, oh, well, just interpret your your own way or whatever, and it's like that's such a lazy yeah, way real, to end real- the movie. Real quick before I jump to um, yep. 16, we got limited time, but you know, you guys are talking about, it seems like phase one, you know, phase one, they were building. So it seemed like about the chunk of movies in phase one, five ace was a story, but the other three ace was to promote and getting the build to Avengers. And, you know, that was the big build Avengers. And that's where we'll be talking about that one too. But I mean, that was enormous. And then where they took it with infinity end game. Yeah. So, yeah. And as, as the phases build, you see the, you see them, you see that percentage. I use ace, but you know, you see, is it, is it five ace? Is it seven ace? And then, you know, what, what's left? To promote you know where the sagas are going so yeah they they put it all together eventually yeah, um, so okay number 16 Brittany, show us what number 16 is thor or the original right. thor movie hammered okay. it <laughs> <laughs> you got it exactly hammered release it. date may 6 2011 runtime 
one hour, 55 minutes, box office, 449 million. I've got to say this movie, I have no thoughts on this movie. This is one of the kind of forgettable ones for me. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, Tristan, what, what do you think? I'm with you. It's a good movie that it, it gets for, forgettable for me. I, I mostly think of Thor in reference to the Avengers movies. Um, so, and that, that's really like my, my best frame of reference for him. Um, but it's a good movie. Like I said, all of these movies are good. This is in the top, obviously I had it right above Black Widow, right? Just objectively speaking. Um, uh, because I mean, it's a good movie. Um, like I said, I don't really have a ton of thoughts on it though. Like, I mean, the the plot line is good. I love, uh, getting like the backstory on like Loki and stuff like there's like a, a lot of the stuff around the edges and stuff but it's a, a really good movie and I think Natalie Portman is really good in, in here um as well good movie uh but it doesn't but it should be higher because of the of Thor it's just not it just doesn't elevate uh the way it's supposed to but it's a, it's a good rewatch always a good rewatch um even like the TBS, like no curses. <laughs> so, uh, it's, most rewatch. it's a good rewatch. Um, it's just not something that I'm, uh, I think goes in like the, the elite tier of MCU films. Okay. Drew, any thoughts on Thor? I hammered it at 16. I, it's where it needs to be in my, in my rankings of them all. So I, I enjoyable. Um, I do like the part where he likes the coffee. So I joke with my wife every morning. So don't even think about throwing your coffee cup. I always want to do more of this delicious black liquid now. Yeah, so. More. <laughs> but, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Brittany, Thor thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy Thor. This is one of those movies that every time it's on cable, I'll I'll re- sit down and rewatch it. No matter how many times I've seen it, I love Thor being repeatedly hit by the by Natalie Portman's car. I think it's it's awesome. <laughs> Lots of great little one liners from him, and uh, you know, kind of showing that humor. Yeah. But I also really enjoy that it was directed by Kenneth Branagh, who was also mm-hmm. in Harry Potter and people will make this joke about, Oh no, it wasn't really Kenneth Branagh. He just ob- uh, obliviated the person's mind who actually directed it and took credit, which is what his Harry Potter character does in, in chamber of secrets. But uh, yeah, I love Thor. I think this was a, a, a great movie and cinematography wise. I think it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Harry Potter, uh, Amber had a good comment about Thor. You want to throw that up there? Yeah, she says I missed the mark for sure. I think, but Thor is my favorite Avenger, and she, yeah, she loves she loves the God of Thunder, Thor. She's into yep. the whole mythology of of Thor and things like that. So yeah, just okay. if I could re- real quick comment about this. I mean, again, yep. of the building of Phase One movies, introducing that scene where he's getting chased down by Clint Agent Barton. I mean, that was really exciting for us at that point in time of our lives where the movie was. You know, it's like oh, yeah, sweet. right, Hawkeye. Really, it's like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like looking back, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but even in the moment, it was like, oh, they, yep. they're going to have a lot of characters in this yep. in this storyline. So that's cool. Okay, Brittany, number fifteen. We're halfway home. Number fifteen. Mm. Speaking of home, number fifteen speaking is is Spider Man Homecoming, Homecoming, the first right. of the Tom Holland trilogy, which I think will become more than a trilogy. Release date July seventh, twenty seventeen. Runtime two hours thirteen minutes. A box office of eight hundred and eighty million. The only Ooh. other three not to cross a billion. So that was it was the first. So it got very close. Uh, does anybody have anything to say about this movie that you'd like to share? I'm sorry. Uh, um, really quick. Um, I, I remember being remarkably excited for this. Spider-Man uh, historically is my favorite 
the superhero just all, of all time. Um, so really excited. Um, I think it, it lived up to what it was supposed to be. Um, I love I, I love how Tom Holland embodies like the spirit of just the kid Spider-Man in better ways than I think his predecessors do. Um, like the teen angst and stuff, and it really plays out in all three of these movies, but especially uh, one and two. Um, I'm a big fan of this movie. Uh, I loved it. Um, originally, I had it over um, Far From Home, but on subsequent rewatches, I think I put Far From Home over it. Love this movie. It's properly ranked. Um, that's about all I got on it. Good stuff. Drew, your thoughts Real on quick, this movie? I had 17, just I get in that point that top 15 get hard. It was a fun movie. Obviously, Civil War's Come, which is one of my favorite movies. I love that storyline from the comic books. Um, the way they transitioned over it's on his phone and all that kind of stuff was, you know, very modern for the times. So um, it was a fun movie. And the fact Tony Stark, uh, you know, the whole the whole mentoring of it. And, you know, if you can't be without the suit and, you know, some of that stuff. So it was it was it was a fun watch, a great a great lead into what was coming up. Exactly. Brittany, what are your thoughts? I know you're not a big Spider-Man guy, but or Spider-Man yeah, person, and, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what it what it was for me. I was just so over the whole Spider-Man bit with the Tobey Maguire's, the Andrew Garfield. Sounds like, oh god, here we go again. I did appreciate, of course, it wasn't like another origin story. It was just kind of moving past what happened with Civil War, which was great. I love Tom Holland as as Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I love his friends Ned and MJ as well. And, just the whole dy- dynamic of that and then he, seeing michael keaton cool yep. as, as a villain was was probably like the the best part of it it's still not one of my favorite movies i can't remember what i ranked it uh really quick it was 24 yeah i ranked it at 24 you definitely i think you had the lowest for all yeah like i said I'm, I'm just not a huge spider-man fan but there are other spider-man movies that i did rank a lot higher than it's, this one yeah so for me it was number 12 really enjoy the movie uh michael keaton being the vulture being the villain after you know 1989 Batman. Now he's a uh, nice playing a villain in the, in the MCU. I think that's great. Um, the Iron Man mentoring stuff was awesome. And yeah, Tristan nailed it with the tr- Tom Holland. Definitely is the, you know, teenage Spider-Man for sure. He is the definitive version of that character. And, I love happy. I love happy. In this yep. <laughs> yeah. Big happy movie. Love yep. happy yeah. movie. The hot Aunt May. What a great addition to the MCU. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. We, we miss her. Uh, spoilers for later on in the show. Hot Aunt May no yeah. more. They, That's right. They come in all shapes and sizes. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, th- this is like great film. Very rewatchable also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, let's get, I'll speak of rewatchable. Number 14. Brittany, what is number 14? Number 14. God, I hate how you teed me up for this one. <laughs> Not my favorite. Oh, Guardians wow. of the this, Galaxy. This is nope. one of my favorites. Nope. Guardians of the Galaxy, August 1st, 2014 is the release date. Runtime, two hours, one minute. Box office of $773 million, which is amazing for a movie about characters that basically no one knew about, right? I mean, yeah, there's some people that read, maybe saw the comics, but like, like James Gunn elevating this these characters is an incredible i mean big part of why he's now running dc uh dc studios but uh anyway tristan what are your thoughts on the first guardians movie this movie was let me know at the, when it came out i didn't see it when it first came out yeah i watched it a little bit later this movie let me know that the mcu could do no wrong and <laughs> that they would they like as far as like just being successful um like of course there are going to be movies that are you know some rank higher than others but this, like i said it's made 700 million and me not being a traditional comic book reader 
had I had no I, no clue who the Guardians of the Galaxy was, um, and it was a media success. It was a critical uh, success as well as a commercial one. And when I finally watched it, I understood why. Like this this is a masterclass in like movie making, um, introducing characters, introducing a new world. Honestly, um, because we hadn't really gotten that expansive on like the the larger universe with, with Marvel uh before this movie like there was you know some some movies you know obviously thor and stuff like that but this really took it to another level and expanded the, the marvel universe for me um more than any other film in the mcu i love it it's always going to be an enjoyable watch i don't care where this is one of those movies i don't care where it is i'm watching it yep i'm picking up and watching it so very much deserving of that ranking 14 is a compliment for guardians of the galaxy yeah right no, it's it's awesome. You're right. It took the MCU to space. You know, now now we're now we're in space. So it definitely broadened the horizons for the whole uh, cinematic universe. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on this movie? All right, cool. Real quick, I had 13 again. Getting that top 15 is getting hard to shuffle. The, yep. the amazing top, the, the the caliber, the creme of the creme here to rise to the top. But uh, you know, again, I never read the comic book because you know where I grew up in the 80s. I'm like, oh, another Star Wars, another Buck Rogers, another. You know, I'm like, I just avoided it. This cast and James Gunn, to me, this got me to know James Gunn and to see what he's done with them. And then obviously what he did with Peacemaker for DC and now running DC, the guy is amazing. And, uh, you know, we've all talked about like in the, in these movies, you know, Kevin Feige is, is Mr. Marvel is the master of the Marvel universe, but he lets each of the directors group the fact that each of the directors for their respective movies direct that. So like when Infinity War, you know, you just feel each director's um, you know, love of who they do and their cast and characters. So again, I think it's where, you know, 13, 14, it just, it, it is where it needs to be. It's a fun movie. I mean, my wife loved it because the music and the soundtrack, you know, so, uh, and, and, and again, it, it led, it, it led into what was coming up. So um, yeah, I, a solid spot and a great movie. Yeah. Watch music- it every time I watch it every time. And, and when I'm bored, it'll be one of the first ones I go to on my Disney plus. So. Yeah, the, the music is awesome in this oh, movie. And you yeah. mentioned star Wars, star Wars wishes it was this cool now, Absolutely. like the original star Wars is great. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Star Wars will never like current Star Wars will never touch this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Br- yeah. Brittany, what are your thoughts on Guardians One? Uh, yeah, not my favorite. Uh, yeah. I have I have various reasons, but I quickly want to share some comments from uh, the chat. Trisha says she loves this movie. Loves that the people didn't need. I'm sorry, they let people know it didn't have to be all serious. They could have real comedic relief yep. and a fun movie. Uh, uh, this is this is an interesting argument, just because like I feel some people, not necessarily here, Frank, with uh, Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder, you know, don't apply that same idea. Anyway, but uh, Nebula, Nebula, who's played by Karen Gillan, uh, is an actress in Doctor Who, so it was cool and fun to see her play such a different character than I've seen her before, says Amber. So... I think it's again, it's it's sort of how I feel about volume two. I think it's just one of those dumb movies that like doesn't necessarily need to exist. It's fun. I do actually like this movie far more than volume two. Not that there's yeah, right. <laughs> not that there's like more movies to follow, but I, I do like this movie I, out of the two. Yes, I'll choose this one. I like that Lee Pace played Ronan, who's the villain in this movie. Lee Pace is a hometown boy. He's from Spring, Texas, or if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, like I kind of have to support that in a way. But, yeah, I think I think this was kind of I don't know. It was just strange for me. I just maybe it's Star Lord. I don't know. I'm not a huge Chris Pratt fan. I, I never really watched Parks and Rec. 
I know he's funny in that movie and I think they tried a movie show. Yeah. I think they wanted to translate that to, to this. Just, I'm not the biggest. Oh, it, Chris it translates. Pratt, it translates. Trust me. I'm just it's, not, yeah. I'm just not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. Will I watch it if it's on TV? Sure. It, but it, I'm not going to go out of my way to go and rewatch it. I think I ranked it. Mm -hmm. What did I rank this as? Uh, 26. 26. Yeah. Sorry, so, y'all. Real quick, if I could, Justin, before I go. go uh, Tristan, like myself, you have, you're a father of daughters, right? You have, so one, so I have one as well. But her, when I, I always warn my daughter about the, her line that uh, Gomorrah used about pelvic sorcery, the boys of pelvic sorcery, that was one of my favorite lines from this movie when he goes to put the, uh, headphones on her and she she hits them and about the pelvic sorcery stuff it was it was well done some of the funny lines in this movie were just over the top so yeah i mean the, the humor is great in the movie to me this is a movie where it does ha feel like a standalone movie like if you're not into superheroes like captain america or iron man mm -hmm. or the hulk Agreed. this is like a perfect entry point because it's it's it is more like star wars like i remember i saw this movie i saw this movie actually kind of when it came out and i wasn't really big in the mcu back then and I saw it. I hadn't seen all the other movies before it. And like, I thought it was like a great, just a great movie by itself. I didn't need to have like all have all the prior knowledge of every other film that came before it. So um, great entry point and just a fun movie. And honestly, for it to be number 14 on our list, it just shows how amazing the MCU is because yeah. they've turned out so many good movies where this one, which I, I would have thought for sure would have been in the top 10 because it's in my top 10, um, you know, is, you know, top 15. So Real Still. quick, and we also mentioned about the, the the casting. I mean, like when we were little, and you guys are younger than me, but you know, you have certain people like Harrison Ford, always going to be Han Solo, and I'm yeah. sorry, Chris Evans, Prince Lee. I mean, Chris Pratt's always going to be Star Lord. Chris Hammer's always going to be, you know, a Thor, and uh, Chris Evans. You know, he was Johnny Flame in a in a previous version of Fantastic Four. But these guys are brain, you know, in, in, ingrained in my mind now going forward. I'm 50, you know, just I can't imagine what it must be like being a youngster that they have to, that who they'll always see these people as, you know, so. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, let's move on to number 13. For number 13, we have another Spider-Man movie, but which one will it be? It'll be Far From Home. Yeah, Spider-Man, Far good. From Home. Yeah. Release date, July 2nd, 2019. Runtime, two hours, nine minutes. Box office, 1.1 billion <sighs> with a B. I love this movie. Uh, anybody have any hot takes on this film? I had it number six. Cool. Yeah, I, had I, had a, I had a lower. I mean, it was it came it came the same summer, just you know, months, just weeks, pretty much after um, Endgame, and I think we needed some continuation after all the sadness of Endgame. But it was a great, fun movie. It can stand alone too. I mean, it was it was it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I just like that they were in Europe. I mean, having <laughs> having been there myself to several of these places. Well, maybe not all, but uh, yeah, not not a bad movie. It definitely ranked this uh, far higher than. Uh, Homecoming, not by much, but uh, it was ranked 22 for me. But yeah, fun movie. Like Jake Gyllenhaal as the villain because yeah. I think he's kind of kooky but serious. But it it worked. It worked for this particular movie. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great villain as Mysterio. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Thought it was awesome. I thought the tributes to Tony Stark and Iron Man uh, after his passing were great. And uh, yeah, yeah, so let's let's keep on yeah. keep on moving. Real quick, as a fan of your guys's, everybody yeah. go check out their podcast. You guys did on this one back in the day. It was really well done. So, oh, thank well you. That, that, yeah. yeah, that was a, a fun podcast for yeah, us. So yeah, well check that out in our archives. Uh, Brittany, what's number twelve? Number twelve is going to be one of our Avengers movies, yes. and it is 
Age of Ultron. Avengers Age of Ultron, release date May 1st, 2015. Runtime, two hours, 21 minutes. Box office, $1.4 billion. I think it's rightfully placed. It should be the lowest of the four Avengers movies. I don't think it's, 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 I think it's by far the worst of those movies. I like all of them. This movie has a lot of stuff going on. There's fun stuff, but there's also a reason why it's the fourth Avengers movie. Um, this actually or, happens to be one of my higher up Avengers movies. And that's, um, that's probably very, very different from everyone else. But I, mm. I really enjoyed the character that is Ultron played by James Spader. I think, the introduction of the Maximoff twins uh, was really well done. And, I, you know, I, I this is one that I will actually go out of my way to put on Disney Plus to rewatch because I really do enjoy it. I, I actually enjoy it far more than one of the other Avengers movies, which is probably going to be controversial, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I had this at 20. Um, again, my first watch, hated this movie. But wow. this is also, I also realized this is a, because there's so much stuff that I missed because I, I don't think I was paying, I didn't watch this in theater just ever. Like I first watched this on TV, so I, I could not have been paying that much attention because every other rewatch after it, I remember arguing with Frank millions of times about this movie and rewatching it later and realizing all the stuff I missed. Like actually this movie is excellent. Um, <clears throat> fight scenes are again in the top 10 of, uh, of all MCU films. Um, and it, it, it made, this is a film, it made the biggest jump from my first rewatch to every other rewatch of all of these films. Uh, I, I had it 20, but that it's at, it's re- right at the cutoff of like really, really, really good MCU movies for me. Okay. True. What, what about you? I, I had it at 12, so I have it where it needs to be for all the same reasons you guys said it. It's, it's, there's so much goodness here. You just only have so many containers. So yep. I had it at 13. I think it's properly kind of placed. Brittany, any other thoughts on this movie? Uh, no, I just, I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was yeah. kind of cute with the, the quote unquote little love connection between uh, Black Widow and Hulk, but that went nowhere. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it went nowhere. That, it yeah. went nowhere, which I don't know why they even introduced it, but I thought, I thought it was kind of sweet just to kind of see that side of her and, yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, so let's keep this moving y'all. Yeah. Number 11. What is number 11? Number 11 is Captain America, the first, first Avenger. Release date, July 22nd, 2011. Runtime, two hours, four minutes. Box office, $370 million. Again, this was the beginning stages of the, of the MCU. Um, Tristan, what do you think about this, the first Cap movie? I mean, properly ranked. It, this could have been much higher. Uh, yeah. you, this could have been four or something like that, and I would not have argued. As far as backstories go, it's hard to top this. Yep. Um, I think only maybe Iron Man can come close to like just really hitting, knocking out the park of backstory, uh, to especially to one of the most iconic superheroes uh, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, th- yeah, this is one of this. This may be like the cutoff of like the elite elite of uh, MCU movies. Right. Uh, so I have no problem with this ranking. Totally agree, Drew. What What about you? What was the runtime on it, Justin? Two hours, four minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was because I remember it being just about the right amount of time. I yeah. Guys, I had it at 15 just because, again, we're getting to that. We have so much amazing. I, you only have so many yeah. Tupperware containers, so I had to put it where I put it. Yep. I had it ninth. Brittany, what about you? I had it at number nine as well. I think, wow. like for everything Tristan just said, in terms of, of origin story, backstory, I think the cast was top notch. Tommy Lee Jones, he 
Hugo Weaving, of course, Chris Evans, Sebastian Stan, Haley Atwell, they all played their roles so extremely well. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You love Haley Atwell. (laughs) But yeah, like I, Captain America is actually my favorite of, Mm -hmm. of the Avengers. And I think, and I didn't see this. I saw this movie after Avengers. So I, I was very backwards when it came, came to watching these movies, but after seeing, yeah, but after seeing him in Avengers, I'm like, Ooh, I need to find out more about him, Mm -hmm. who he is. And I absolutely loved it. It's that true, you know, zero to hero kind of storyline. And I think, I think the adaptation was just so well done. Yeah. Yeah. I had the seven. So (laughs) right up there. So Brittany, before we go to the top 10, let's recap 11 through 20. Number 20, Thor, Love and Thunder, 19, Iron Man 2. Number 18 is Black Widow. Number 17 is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Number 16, we have Thor, number 1, 15, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 14, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, even though it's not that. Uh, Number 13, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 12, Avengers, Age of Ultron. And rounding it out is number 11, Captain America and the first, or not and the first adventure. Of course, I have we're, sirens on my end. <laughs> yeah, so, but we're we're about to start getting into the good stuff, y'all. Good stuff, and yeah. and we yep. we got to do this kind of quickly just we so we can, we can wrap up. Yeah, but we number, can. Okay, let's do number ten. What's number ten? <laughs> number ten is Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok release date November third, twenty seventeen. Runtime two hours ten minutes. Box office eight hundred and fifty three million, so it made a ton of money, almost a billion. Got there close, got close up there. Um, I love this movie. I think this movie is fantastic. I saw it. I don't know. I can't remember how many times. I've, I mean, honestly, I've seen this movie many, many times. Like, this is one of the movies I probably watched the most of the MCU. Uh, Tristan, what are your what's your take on this movie? I mean, I had this fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I have this seventeenth. Um, okay. I only I've only seen it once, and I watched. Actually, my first time seeing it was last summer during my my MCU uh, full watch. Um, again, this this movie elevated my opinion of Thor um, as a standalone, uh, or at least the standalone movies, uh, because I, I it was really well done. Kate Blanchett is man; she should have won all the awards uh, for that. She was amazing, amazing in this film. Um, yeah, it, it, again, expectations versus reality. Like, I, I, I let my expectations of Thor get in the way of uh, my excitement for this movie. Once once I actually watched it, um, loved it. And, yeah, it, it absolutely deserved the critical acclaim that it got. Um, again, I struggle with Thor as, like, comedic character. <laughs> I, struggle, it, 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 I think it's specifically Thor because of who Thor is supposed to be. And I'm not a comic book reader, so maybe there's some uh, textual ref- reference for it. but it's hard for, it was hard for me to get over that but Ragnarok being such a great film helped me get over that no doubt true Thor Ragnarok I know we gotta keep cruising I had it at 10 loved it with the Hulk it's it's in the right spot it's the best of all the Thor movies so I'm I'm solid Agree. I had it number 5 Brittany what about you Ragnarok Ragnarok I think I had at wow I can't even find where I had it at uh, just we're just going to pretend that I, I know. Oh, number 11. Sorry. So, yeah, you know, it's it's a great movie. I think seeing Chris Hemsworth kind of break out of that Thor type shell to be funny and uh, a lo- like 80 percent of the script was totally Im- Im- improvised. And I thought it was it was a fun movie. Love seeing him with Hulk for the first time since <laughs> since uh, what was it? Age of Ultron. And the excitement behind that was was really fun. 
definitely one of my movies that I will rewatch over and over again and never get tired of. Number nine. What's number nine? Number nine. We are bringing in Iron Man. The one that started off. First movie, the MCU release date, May 2nd, 2008 runtime of two hours, six minutes, the box office, 585 million. I mean, what, what can you say? This movie, it was the launch point for all of this stuff. I think RDJ. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. You know, I mean, he's the reason why the MCU is where it is. Honestly, Um, Mm -hmm. Tristan, real quick. Um, This movie holds a lot of sentimental value. This is the first movie my wife and I watched when we were dating. Oh, wow. <laughs> First one, um, Iron Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, no, like you need you need a flagship movie and a flagship um, actor to, to really set off the the vision they have for the MCU. And Robert Downey Jr. could not have been. They could not have chosen. A, I don't think we could have started with Spider Man. We could not have started with Iron or uh, Thor. We could not have started with Captain America. Even like right. this was the perfect way to start this off, and it, it hit it out the park in in every way possible i find very little i find no flaws with this movie yeah and number nine like yeah it's absolutely a top 10 mc movie no doubt. your wife loved you 3000 after this movie <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's awesome that's great drew, drew iron man the first real movie. quick you guys know and thank you for the great job you last week yeah. in okonga uh forever we're coming for a shot to my number one it will always be number one iron man had been number one until then it is on number two for me because it, it was number one because it kicked it all off you know, maybe in some other multiverse, whoever else, you know, the other versions of us, something else of Tristan's, Tristan, you know, you just, you're never, it kicked it off, right? I mean, so for all the right reasons, I agree with you guys. It's number two for me behind Wakanga forever. So number nine, it's in the top 10. It, it, we're just, we're splitting hairs at this point with these top 10. So, yeah, I agree. It was number seven for me. What about for you, Brittany? Uh, number four, number, number four, four for me, just Very because high. like, you, like we've talked about already, it kicked off the MCU and mm-hmm. I don't think they could have started it off any better. Yep. Number eight. Number eight. We are bringing in Captain America. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Release date, April 4th, 2014. Runtime of two hours, 16 minutes. A lot of stuff happens. Two hours, 16 minutes is a very good runtime for like how epic this movie is. Uh, Box office, 714 million. Tristan, what are your thoughts? Fight scenes are big for me and no other movie in the MCU has better fight scenes than Winter Soldier. The this elevator is, scene, yep. Oh my god, it, it's so many iconic scenes. Uh, the bridge scene, yep. the the fucking ship scene at the end. Everything about this is is monumental. Uh, again, I did not see this uh, in in theaters. I saw this on TNT probably, and uh, and like I again, I don't care where this movie is. I'm watching it. Winter Soldier um, is in my top six to seven characters. Uh, in the MCU, and man, this is uh, this this. You could have told me this was one, honestly, and exactly. I would not have argued with you. Exactly, <laughs> Drew Winter, Winter Soldier. I know this is I one had, of your favorite characters. Yeah, I had it at eight just because we have so much awesomeness here. It yeah. is an amazing movie. It is the best of the Captain Americas. Um, yeah, the fight scenes. I mean, you had George St. Pierre being ba- Batroc, who also showed up again in the Falcon Winter Soldier. So, yeah. I mean, I know a bit about him from the comics, but that was an amazing fight scene alone. I'm talking smack and French back and forth to each other. It was hilarious. Uh, Black Widow was Scar Joe just rocked in this movie. Um, yeah, it's where it needs to be in my list. And I'm glad to see it where we universally ranked as a group. So, yeah, I had it number well six. Done, okay. Brittany. No, number five for me. It's, it's 
definitely yeah. up there. The return of Bucky, yeah. Cap's best friend. I love the chemistry between uh, Natasha and and Steve. I thought that was great. I could totally see them be a couple, but more so Robert effing Redford with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. My God. Was that fucking epic? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like Tristan said, this could be number one easily. You know, like yeah. it, it's this is a phenomenal movie. Uh, number I seven, another phenomenal quick, movie. Go ahead, real quick. I, I won't yeah. say it's the best Captain America movie. That's reserved for for the well, only other one. But we'll there's get to one it left. Uh, there's yeah. one left. So yeah. let's move on to number seven, which is oh, that's right. Wakanda Forever. No, no, no. no. Not Wakanda Forever. Black I'm sorry, Black yeah. Panther. We know what you meant. Definitely Wakanda Forever, but like this movie is called Black Panther. Let me get into the stats real quick. The the stats release date February sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Runtime two hours fourteen minutes. Box office one point three billion. This movie was a cultural phenomenon. I remember when it came out very well. I remember Frank saw it like nine or ten times times, in theater. yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. He took all of us to go see it one time, or maybe we saw it twice. I don't remember, but it was. We did it was a, crazy. We did a spoof for this movie. It was, was yeah. Great. We did a skit yeah for this movie. It, it was massive. Uh, mm-hmm. Tristan, your thoughts on Black Panther? Man, this uh, I, I I'm not understating this. I'm not even joking. Like this movie added such a significant portion of of the MCU fan base uh, permanently. Um, I had this at two, and I know uh, in our Wakanda Forever, I, I I said that Wakanda. I have Wakanda Forever as better than this. Objectively speaking, it's, it, you cannot top the cultural moment um, that Black Panther had on the world. Like the fact that we had like the Wakanda sign and, and dunk contest, like, yep. uh, <laughs> like it's, it's everywhere. It became a cultural staple in the world. I had this at number two. Um, and this holds like so many, like just emotional, social, uh, just intellectual moments, like just Oh, this this is this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Love it. I had a number two, so I'm not arguing it. Any ranking from top ten on, but like, yeah, this yeah. this is a big moment for me. Drew, Black Panther. So I saw Infinity War nine times. Um, I saw Black Panther uh, four times, and it, I had it number six. Again, we're get we're splitting hairs again. An amazing movie. You know, I am part Asian Pacific Islander, but I got to meet Frank the summer the, of 2018, and he told me about you know you guys and all that, and. You know, he said he liked Infinity War, but he really expressed to me what Black Panther meant and what he did with, you know, taking those children groups and all that. So, um, you know, Tristan, it just, to you guys, it just, I, I, it's just everything, right? And Chadwick Boseman, I mean, could, there, no one else could have played the Black, you know, and we saw him in Civil War too. You know, I'm sure I'm, that hasn't come up yet, but uh, yeah, just just the perfect actor cast for this role. Yep. And, and you know, we all, we all grieve and still grieve to this day. You know, he's just, just amazing, just amazing. No doubt about it. Brittany, what, what say you Black Panther? You know, I rewatched this last night or the other night and, and now thinking back on it, I really should have ranked it a lot higher than what I did, but that was going to screw up everything. So we're going to keep it as is. Yeah. This movie culturally and uh, just was a, a big phenomenon break for, for people of color. And it's so extremely well done. I think one of the best villains out there is in this movie and that's Killmonger, but Chadwick Boseman, may, may he rest in peace. You know, he uh, brought to life the Black Panther, T'Challa, and I, I. This movie is just fantastic. Yeah, Black Panther transcends the MCU. It's a, it's an amazing Absolutely. film. Really, uh, really quick before we move to six, 
um, like my backstory in this. So I remember like the, the lead up to the movie coming out and just hearing like the rumors, um, like, okay, Chadwick Boseman's playing Black Panther. Like, okay, they hit that at the part. They're like, oh, we got uh, Lupita. Like, oh, they hit that at the part. Like Michael B. Jordan's gonna be, oh, they hit that at the part. It's like every single thing, every announcement for like the casting was like, oh, like this is actually super perfect. Yeah, uh, and they del- Chadwick delivered, especially based, you know, coming off his um, Civil War uh, performance, which will, oh, man, I wish we had more time to talk about that. Um, he delivered in every single way in this movie, like being the. It, the it's closer. Film. It's closer than you think, Tristan. It's closer than yeah. you think. Um, I already know, I already Tristan, know. I sh- I shared out to the watchers on Facebook a Lupita thing for you and Frank. So I hope you would go check out the Facebook share for you guys. So. No problem. Cool. <laughs> I did it for you guys. So number six, Brittany, what is it? Captain America there Civil we go. War, Captain my America favorite. Civil War. Ooh, Release yeah. date, May 6, 2016. Runtime of two hours, 27 minutes. Box office, $1.1 billion. Quick story <laughs> for me, real quick. This movie originally was going to go head-to-head with Batman v Superman. Originally, they were going to go head-to-head on the <laughs> same weekend. And like this is like a year out, right? They said they both had the same date. And it was really just like a, a staring contest. Who's going to blink first? DC blinked. They moved their movie up. They made the right decision. This movie is awesome. It's basically Avengers 2.5 or whatever you want to talk about. It's an Avengers movie. What a story to have your two main characters have a reason to fight. That makes sense. Unlike Batman v Superman, just totally like what a film Tristan, take it away. Oh my God. Um, So this correlates with uh, the black Panther comic. Uh, the Tanaki Coats run coming out around the same time. And I remember reading that just so I can get uh, acclimated because knowing he was going to be in this film and the excitement level I felt in the theater when he, when he came on, on screen, um, it I, very few things matched that in the MCU. Another thing, Civil War and Black Panther are the only two movies that I've purchased so I can watch anytime I want. Like I watch it on TNT. I watch it in any platform possible. I love Civil War. This could have been number one for me. It was, I almost put it number one. Um, it's it's amazing. Like every single character um, performed at the highest of highest levels. Love this movie. Like I said, it could have been number one for me. No doubt. Drew, Civil War. I only had it number nine because of everything we're trying to shuffle through. It was... It, it is, the, in my opinion, the second best movie of fight scenes after um, The Winter Soldier. Just some of those fight scenes with Bucky and, and you know, are amazing. The, you talk about the scene where Black, you know, the he takes his helmet off and your highness. It, it, that just, yeah, it was it was an amazing movie. And then the whole story with uh, Baron Zemo and all that. I have the comic book series, which don't quite follow the same. You know, there's arguments about reasons and you need to deal with Thunderbolt. But it, it's everybody has a side and you have to pick a side. And it, it, yeah, the uh, so. so so, so Sokovia Accords was a great storyline. So amazing. Real, real quick for me, like the biggest thing that I always take away from this is the Winter Soldier was kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> one person who, who, one person he could not best was T'Challa. I yep. just want to put that out there in, yep. into yep. the metaverse right there. Yep, you're right. That was that was very cool. Um, okay, so quickly, Civil War is number four for me. Brittany, what about what? What say you with Civil War? It's number three. It's my favorite Captain America movie. It, it does beat out Winter Soldier. And yes, it basically is another Avengers movie just with a team up. I, I, to this day, I'm actually not sure who I would have sided with. Probably Captain America. But 
yeah, I, I loved this movie. I loved every aspect of this movie. And to see Bucky and Sam's relationship begin here was yep. mm -hmm. fantastic because yeah. obviously we got the show thereafter. This but is an Avengers movie. It's it an Avengers called, movie. It could have been called yeah. Avengers Civil War, but uh, yeah, it, it was Cap's third movie. So what a movie. Fantastic movie. What a film. Now we're in the top five. All right. All right. What's I, I, number five? I did it before, but I'm going to say it properly this time number five is wakanda forever wow you guys so yes. wakanda forever obviously just came out released date november 11th 2022 uh runtime two hours 41 minutes we've talked about how long it is box office 546 million after just two weeks so it's it's doing very well it's heading for a billion it was number one for frank and for, for drew uh i'll go to drew first drew this is your new number one tell us why it takes a lot to get jump over Infinity and Endgame, but yep. just the storylines alone and the fact that you have two powerful nations that the rest of us, if this was for real, we need to be scared of shit of. Oh, so, shit. I mean, and they are going to be on each other's side and have each other's back now. So, and the and the cast, I mean, they had degrees. I, I, I know you invited me, I couldn't be there because of my class. Unfortunately, I'm off this week, but they had to grieve and um i'm trying to think is it leticia wright that plays yeah, she yeah. i mean she was close she had and, and angela they all you guys mentioned too, they all had to grieve Ch being chadwick boseman again I, I mean chadwick boseman's lost again to this movie just so powerful and um the the gentleman the actor that plays name i cannot pronounce his name save my life but just the fact again everybody in their own role is doing the right thing so you know the the the, the um the, they're not a, they're not called um Atlanteans, but the the race and the water people. You know, like hey, what are you Earth people doing coming in to try to take our you know our stuff? It's like no, you get you get your bus out. You know, so just just everything, it, it just blew me away. It just and and it was captivating, and the cast was just excellent. I mean, it uh, yeah, I was blown away by Infinity War, but it just jumped to the and I've seen it three times. I'm going a fourth time on Thanksgiving Day taking my wife. It just it's just so good. Spoiler alert for everybody else. I'm not going to say it, but if you, when you see the extra credit scene, you are just going to be like, holy wow. I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's just, it was amazing. I'm, I love it. Yeah. Love it. And we'll love it forever. Yeah. We, we talked about this movie last week with our review. It's done very well. We appreciate everybody who's watched it. Like the video. Um, there's not a lot more I can say about it, but Tristan, is there anything else you want to add on Black Panther Wakanda forever? Very briefly. It's a uh, action movie. It is a, it's an MCU movie, which is different than an action movie. It is a it has many historical moments, like the music, the the fight scenes. It it hits everything. It takes what Black Panther did and elevates it, uh, without the same social like capital as far as like the moment, because uh, you can't replicate that. But it, I mean, as far as sequels go, like that's a hard sequel. It's a hard movie to to follow, and they did it, and they did it very well. No doubt about it. Brittany, anything else you want to add with Black Panther Wakanda Forever? It's not Schwerta, mi gente. All right. <laughs> there you go. Not Viva, sure, thank you. He's Namor. Viva la raza. <laughs> you know, what What more can I say? We we also got some representation as well in the MCU. Uh, I couldn't be more thrilled about it. You know, granted, he's kind of the villain. But at the same time, just to have that cultural and historical aspect brought into the forefront was was extremely well done and i i the more i think about it the more i do love the movie so wakanda forever exactly number four what is number four number four we have the first avengers movie. marvel marvel's the avengers release date may 4th 2012 runtime two hours 23 minutes 
It made a box office 1.5 billion. It was Marvel Studios' first billion dollar film. Very appropriate that it was. Tristan, thoughts on the first Avengers movie? This this is the this set the template for including multiple big name characters at right. the same time and how to maximize them all at the same time. Yep. This is uh again, if you put this number one, I'm not arguing with you at all. Um like I said, it, it really set the template for do, for doing that, which is a hard task when you have so many A-list actors who all need screen time, these characters who all need um, the emotional investment that, that fans have with them, and they knocked it out the park. This is a perfect movie. Yep. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. All right, that's yep. all I can say. It's a team-up template. There you go. Uh, Drew, your thoughts? I had it number five. I have nothing more productive to add. You hit it on the head, Tristan. So I agree. It was just I remember seeing it going – Wow. Yep. It's going to be great going forward. And this is 2012. <laughs> We're talking 10 years ago, yeah. over 10 years ago, because that was May of 2012. I remember exactly. that. And yeah. I saw that one five times in the theaters. So That's awesome. Brittany, the first one, first Avengers. What, what's your thoughts? Solely for this line alone. That's secret cap. I'm always angry. There you go. And the eruption in the theater when that line was said and, and you see Bruce Banner turn into the Hulk was... Yep was phenomenal and yeah this movie the rewatchability yeah. is ridiculous love it don't have anything else to say okay. one favorite thing. line favorite line what's your favorite line um i have a hulk <laughs> right, right yeah, I know, that was yeah good. No, we have yeah we, we have, have a hulk, hulk. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah my favorite line because of what i do in it I always reboot and stuff in the middle of the day I'm, i always use black widows you know she's gonna get in the shield and you, say, you sure yeah that'll be I mean, it'll be fun I like yeah, I like the way yeah. she says that when she goes to take the Chitauri's uh, spaceship. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. it's also such a great movie. also Hulk beating the snot out of Loki. Yeah, just <laughs> back and forth. yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just laying there. Yeah, awesome. puny god. Right. Yeah, puny god. that's right, puny god. What what an awesome moment. Okay, yeah. Brittany, number three, top three, y'all. We're yeah, in the top, top three. three. Uh, starting off the top three is yep. Spider-Man No Ooh. Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home release date December 17th, 2021, just last year. Runtime, two hours, 28 minutes. Box office, $1.9 billion, almost $2 billion. I mean, this movie, I love this movie. And I, I just want to say real quick, the top three, I got all of them correctly. One, two, and three, nailed them. This movie, this could have been one on my list also. I love this movie. What an experience seeing the three different Spider-Man in the same film. Can't say anything more about this. Just an awesome movie. Tristan, what are your thoughts? Uh, this is Spider-Man at the, at the at the highest scale that it could possibly know. Like they're playing at a much different game than Far From Home and Homecoming when yeah. uh in, in this movie. Um I have Far From Home ranked a little bit higher, but that's it's splitting the the, the thinnest of hairs uh yeah. for those. Again, Spider-Man historically has been my favorite. Uh so I'm always here for that. Um it, it's the scale, man. Like to do it at, at that scale, to start introducing so many of these multiverse things and they, and they hit it because it's hard to do it. It's hard to do MCU domestically and in space. And they, they merge those things. The marriage between those things is perfect. Uh, so again, it, this is, again, I wouldn't put this, this could not be number one for me, but three seems appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Drew Spider-Man No Way Home. I only had number seven because we're getting this top 10 and they're so also awesome. So I, I, I can't put it above some of the Avengers. I cannot put it above the other Black Panther movies. So that's why it was. Again, I had Iron Man number two. So that kind of skewed where I to put it. But it was my number seven. The best of them all. 
you guys, I responded. I watched your podcast, made the comments. It the movie was, I mean, I wish you could have have a lot of ties to number one because it's it's or number two or three because it's it's a top three movie. It really is. Yeah, it definitely is. Brittany, your thoughts? Spider Man No Way Home. Number two for me. Loved how they did all the interactions, like what Amber here in the chat is saying. Uh, I think they did really well with feeling natural to the characters and the specific details of their portrayals. Yeah, yeah it's yep. it's great. And for someone who doesn't particularly care for Spider Man, this this is amazing for me to rank this number two on my overall list. So yeah, well done uh, to everyone involved in this movie. The movie is a roller coaster of emotions. And spoiler alert for this, but I mean, you're watching this now, so you've seen the movie, but you know, when Aunt May dies to, to take us down that deep and then to bring us right back up. Cause like five minutes later, Andrew Garfield appears on the screen. You're like, Oh my God, they did it. Like they, they they're going to have Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. They're going to have Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. I'll never forget that. I saw that movie three times in theaters. Uh, I mean, honestly, if it hadn't been like for like kind of COVID times, I would have seen that movie probably 10 times. Like I think that movie is phenomenal. Love it. And my last point about Spider-Man No Way Home last year, this movie again, it came out December 17th. So literally two weeks left in 2021, it became the highest grossing film of the year. And it also crossed a billion in two weeks. So in two weeks, that's insane. That's that's an amazing stat. yeah, I saw it twice in the theaters, and the, yeah, it was it was. I mean, at the time, these movies, just the timing of them is just phenomenal. They they do a good job because they get them in, they get you back. The fans like us, I'll go back and pay again. So exactly, number two, Brittany. All right, number two, y'all, get ready. Avengers Infinity Avengers War. Infinity War released mm-hmm. in April twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. A runtime two hours twenty nine minutes. Box office two point zero four billion dollars. It was George's number one ranked movie. I mean, what can you say about this film? Tristan, your thoughts? I had it. I had it three. Um, it, it's in the holy trinity of MCU films. Um, I'm going to talk. I, I have to log off after this because uh, okay. my, my barber moved my haircut appointment up an hour. Okay. Um, I'm assuming he has some, something to do. But Go to my barber, Tristan. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about two and one uh, okay. together. Yep. When Twitter falls, <laughs> when the nation of Twitter falls, is that your last one of, tweet? <laughs> one of my endearing moments is the night of uh, both Infinity War and Endgame, and like the initial reactions to those. Like I remember um, specifically for Endgame, like towards the end, I was on Twitter as as the movie was going off, and just seeing like that. It's it's probably going to be one of the last. Um, culturally collaborative yep. moments that we have as a society, like the where everybody's culture, watching yeah. this. Yeah, everybody's watching this movie at the same time, and we're all kind of throwing in our non-spoiler reactions at the same time. Yeah. This Black Panther was a cultural moment for everyone, but specific, it was aimed towards like specific groups. Yep. Infinity War and Endgame were global moments. And, yep. and those are things that we'll take with us, like when the world ends. Like, man, I remember Endgame. <laughs> so, <laughs> when the Endgame I, comes, we'll be there, right? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, it's, it's like it's like this feels familiar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I cried for like the last forty minutes of the uh-huh. game. Like I just had tears in my eyes for the oh, last man. forty minutes. It it hit every emotional thing. It was it was riveting. It was humorous. It was. Uh, yep. tense it was oh my god like the, you felt like the fate of the universe was literally um uh at hand so right for both movies um deservedly so this was fun um i see i see uh, 
yep. some of you to tomorrow for Yellowstone. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. I'm out. Yeah, All thanks right, again, Tristan. Have a good Thanksgiving. Pleasure we to be on the podcast live with you. You too. Finally. Man. Bye, Tristan. Bye. See you, Tristan. So, Drew, let's get your thoughts on Infinity yep, War. Real quick, I know we got to keep moving, but so I actually have this in front of Endgame. The reason is, is the interaction of the characters, everybody meeting for the first time. I mean, you cannot put price on the whole, um, you know, Doctor Strange coming out and, are you, you know, and then Tony Stark, and you, you, you invited the wedding and just the, 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 the banter back and forth and then Thor and the Guardians and the whole pirate, you know, this looks like a, a pirate had a baby with an angel, just on and on, the, the comedy with the seriousness. I mean, I just love the, the only reason I like Infinity War in front of Endgame. It's just the collaborativeness of everybody. There was, you know, a lot of the characters are in Endgame, but the, they're not as interactive. I mean, and, and T'Challa and, you know, and Steve Rogers coming in with, you know, with the group and saying, you know, uh, I always seem to be asked for something. It's just, that's the reason I put this in front of Endgame myself. It just, it builds and you build, you build what I saw in the comic books, the, the bonds and everything. If you guys, and to, to all the people watching um, and uh, watching this after this, please, if you ever need a feel good moment, when you're feeling down, just type in reactions to either Infinity War, you know, like the scene, the scene of the Guardian of the Soul or Endgame when you, when Cap gets the hammer, you'll see like, like Tristan saying worldwide, uh, China, India, uh, Africa, South America, it's just the feel good. We all feel that we're all together on, on our love of these superheroes and them getting together to, to make the, to make things right. So yeah, um, I, I love this movie. You guys know, I saw it nine times. The one I've only seen nine times. You know, this is the only one of them. I also saw nine times in the theater. My wife said, I was crazy. I said, honey, you don't, I took her, I took her once. And she said, now I see why you, because I mean, I like banters. You guys know me well enough. It's just how I am. So, yeah. So, so Brittany, for me, this was number two. So I got this one right. But for you, very controversial. Yeah. You had this movie, the lowest this, of all of us. I had it really ranked low, y'all. Where'd and you have it? Why do you got to do that to me? Uh, I had it at, at 18 and, and that's pretty, um, pretty low. I know um, it might've been just because I, the beginning of it, damn, like that was rough with, with Thanos coming on to the ship and like killing Loki. And I love Loki. I love Loki as a character. And that to me was just like rough, right? There's so many other good things of this movie. It's, it's not that I hate this movie. I quite, I mean, I, I enjoy this movie. It's yeah. for me, I can't sit down and rewatch it like I could end game or any of mm. these other standalone type movies. It just it just doesn't hit it for me like it does for y'all. Um, and it, it's hard to explain. I know that when we saw this movie together, Frank and George or maybe it was just Frank had already seen it and he's kind of watching us watch the movie because he's he's yeah, weird. He, like he sat behind us because he wanted <laughs> yeah. to get our reactions to the end of the I movie because it was very much a game of thrones kind of situation where you didn't know who yeah. was like some of these characters are probably going to die. And we didn't know that like the snap was like, <laughs> they're going to be brought back. So literally Frank was in the row behind us. Him and George were watching us watch the movie and watching several of us watch Creepers. the movie just to get our reaction to the, you know, the final, the final 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I think because it might have have something to do with the ending of it as well seeing so many of these characters just like dissolve and then it's like, where does that leave you? And and so there is this feeling of of emptiness and you're kind of like, uh, oh, Amber just said it here. It's it's yep. a great word. Distraught is yeah. a light term for how yep. I felt seeing Loki yep. die. Yes, absolutely. So there's a lot of that. I, I just it was ripping me out of like my own self and I don't like that feeling. And so mm -hmm. obviously for them to, to convey this message and for me to feel that way as a, as an audience member, they obviously did their job well, but 
emotionally and mentally, I can't handle stuff like that. So I think that's partially the reason why I rank it so low because I don't want to feel like that. Maybe. Right. I, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. It, it makes sense in my head. Nope. It does. But uh, yeah, it, it hurt watching all that. Not because I was being watched by somebody else, but it just hurt watching. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right? not that part is not at all freaky. But to your point, Brittany, I mean, I took my daughter and her friends. They were between their freshman and uh, sophomore years of high school, and there was a lot of crying. I'm like, oh shit, you know, like what did I do? You know, I took them. I see the second you time. You broke them. I, you broke I, them. I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess, I should have right or wrong you know um the one other thing to note this is one of the few mcu movies that has zero bonus credit because i sat through that the first two times and i had a second time because i saw it back to back just like i did black panther that has nothing in the credits do you guys realize that mm -hmm. there was nothing to mm -hmm. promote it or anything so that yeah, was really because well, i'm like was it ant-man yeah. was it there an ant-man thing or was that uh, not that i recall not that i think infinity war is one of the few that if you go through in the credits there's there's uh ant-man ant-man was well, ant-man was, Ant was actually the end of there was the snap and because he got stuck in the quantum. Right. Right. But that's actually the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp that happens. Oh, that's, that's right. the that end of Ant-Man right. and the Wasp right. because they go back to this and, and the Ant-Man and the Wasp, everybody's all the little ashes thing that had the control. So this is one, yeah. this is a few, uh, one of the few facts you want to is there's nothing in the credits yeah. except that dark, dark music, that thunder and that, and that emptiness. So I, I, I can handle it myself. I don't know, not, not right or wrong, but I told my wife, I said, there's going to be a lot of upset people. So no, it's the interesting thing is me as an IT person, right? I'm always in front of screen and stuff. So I always see the browsers and I'm always doing this and getting them out. Like I never got a spoiler. Somehow I was able to click quick. I'm really fast with my, with my mouse. So you know, I know sometimes Justin, you said like the, the, the stuff with the multiverse of madness, I never knew it was coming. Cause I'm able to just be really fast. And plus I use a command line versus windows a lot anyway. So I don't see a lot of things, but anyways, but to this one, I can see your point, Brittany. And it was, it was an intense movie. And I remember the third time, like, Oh my gosh. And then after that, I just enjoyed it for the, the different banters. And again, when I watch it again, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I skip to the parts I like. I mean, I don't like watching Loki kill, but I'll watch the scene with, you know, in the park and then some of that, but you know, and then the end yeah. scene is very intense, but. Now, to me, it's very rewatchable. You know, mm -hmm. what Tristan talked about earlier with the first Avengers movie being like a template for how to do these movies. This is like a template times 10 because you have so many more characters each character they're paired off with other characters that maybe you wouldn't expect them to be paired off with. Right. And that's how these, the storyline plays out. It's so perfectly done. The, the ending of it, obviously, you know, the battle in Wakanda, then the snap happens, uh, you know, as we're seeing these characters go away, like, you know, Peter Parker, you know, he's right there with Tony Stark and he's like, he's like, Oh, I don't feel so, you know, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And he disappears. Like, you know, that was something, Thankfully, none of that stuff was spoiled for me. I was able to avoid the spoilers for that mm -hmm. movie. That was honestly like one of those shocking movie yeah. moments in, like, in a movie. Like seeing stuff that happened in a movie was incredibly shocking. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, Thanos, he won. You know, like it was the Empire Strikes Back. The bad guys won this time. So uh, that leads us perfectly into our number one, which, of course, Brittany, our number one is Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame. Now, okay, I told you about how we had six people do these rankings right so if you you know whatever your number one movie was would get 30 points right so a perfect score for a film would be 180 points avengers endgame got 174 points because it was the number one movie for both for for tristan for Brittany, and myself we all ranked it number one and you know george uh, you know george frank and uh and drew all had it up high also so that's why it was you know six points away from a perfect score the movie was released April 26, 2019, a runtime of three hours and one minute. It's the longest film in the MCU. It's also the most profitable. $2.7 at the box Ooh. office. Uh, before the re-release of Avatar, 
Um, Avengers Endgame was the was the highest grossing movie of all time. So uh, anyway, the damn Smurfs have passed us again. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this movie. There are so many moments in this movie. I mean, honestly, we could do a podcast about the top ten moments from Endgame, and I've thought about that, and that might happen one day because there's so many moments. Cap with the hammer, Avengers assemble, Tony Stark, I am Iron Man. The final thing he says to save everyone, like cheeseburgers, right? Yep. And, yep. and the the you know the the parallel between the, like I am Iron Man, which is what he says in the first movie at the end of the press conference, where he's like, I am Iron Man. You know, like he tells the whole world, and then for that to be his final thing, he says to save the world. Because as we know throughout the story, Cap says, you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play or whatever. You're not like Captain America is. Even before he had yeah. the super serum in, in the first Avenger, he dove on the grenade. Whereas he, you know, Tony's the billionaire pl- philanthropist, playboy, whatever. And Cap tells him, like, you're not that person. Well, in the end, Tony Stark was that person. So the movie, I think, honestly, it's one, of, it's one of the greatest movies I think I've ever seen. I've, I saw it three times in theaters. I've seen it many more times since it's been on Disney plus I, I bought the DVD for it. So I, or the Blu-ray or whatever, what a film. I mean, honestly, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's, there might be a couple of uh, Christopher Nolan, Batman movies that might contend for it being the greatest superhero movie of all time, but it's way up there for me. Drew, what are your thoughts on Endgame? You guys know it's right behind Cindy War. I always think of Dr. Strange doing this to Tony Stark. You know, there's one, there's one yeah. outcome of the yeah. fight, you know, so, you know, one, the one outcome, it, it, Dan, I mean, this movie is phenomenal. It, yep. it, it, but you, it, I, you know, and one thing as a fan, and I got to know you guys is a year later. Please go watch their rebroadcast. They did an amazing. You guys did an amazing job covering this movie. You let, put some comments there, but yeah, you hit. There's nothing you missed in that podcast from wow, three years over three years ago now, and yep. um, yeah, it was it was well done. It was I love the movie for all the right reasons. Everybody else does. Again, I think this one has when I'm feeling down and blue, I go type in you know crowd reactions, global crowd reactions to Thor and the hammer and stuff like that. Just that you feel the brotherhood as human, as humanity, you know, a lot like independence day, you know, we're all, we're, you know, humanity, we're all together in this. It was, it was, you really feel that. So you guys know I'm with it. Uh, I'm with you guys. I, 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 I pick Infinity War just cause the interaction, but this is an amazing movie. It absolutely is. And to, to end and close a, a uh, you know, 10 years right. um, of the saga and then to know more, more is coming. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't. You guys know I'm, I'm a fan. I, I can't disagree. And uh, yeah, it's in Avengers Assemble. I totally get it. Exactly. Brittany, what are your thoughts on Endgame? Uh, listen, you know these these two movies, Endgame and Infinity War, came with came out within days of my birthday. So I remember this was something you know we all kind of did kind of pre birthday celebrations for me. And Endgame holds a very special place in my heart because I think we all, you, me, and Frank saw it at IMAX. Right. kind of kind of not really close close to the screen but pretty close and it was our and, second or third viewing too that time yeah, yeah stuff like that yeah and so when we saw it and i'll remember the guy sitting next to was it me or frank but when you heard not heard but when you saw cap get get the hammer i'll never forget what that guy what? said next to us and he's like fuck yeah like, <laughs> that, i mean that pretty much that, sum- yeah. summarized yep everyone's feeling yep. about this movie in the moment like you know shit was going to go down once yep. cap once. was finally worthy yep. of wielding mjolnir and gonna like kicks everyone's ass right like that was that was such a, a moment but just from start to finish just seeing <sighs> the 
not the demise really of, of the Avengers, but seeing just how down everyone is, of course, and how people are trying to find their way five years after the blip, uh, the snap and, and okay, now we're going to try to get the team back together. Let's figure out where these stones were all at the same time. And it's such a great moment to see them work together again. And um, Scott, Scott Lang, Ant-Man just being, being himself was, was really great. I think he, he really fits in well with the Avengers, but this movie for me, I will watch it over infinity war anytime, every time, just because I love to see them come out of this like dark moment in life. And yes, we lose a lot of great characters. Tony Stark. I mean, we were, I was in tears. I was yeah. in tears. And then I was Who in tears. Ag- right? And then I was in tears. Right I remember that. <laughs> and then I was in tears again when, when Morgan said, you know, you wanted cheeseburgers. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christmas. Like we're yeah. really going to say that here and now. Like I, I was just dying in that. And, you know, just, just the, the solace with, with seeing Tony's uh, funeral and how everyone was just like, you know, saying, paying their respects and what have you. It was just a wonderful, wonderful way to say goodbye to such an incredible character. And uh, Trisha here in the chat says, I remember uh, the crowd reactions, cheering and emotions, never, yeah. just never experienced it at that level was so awesome and experience in itself. And I agree. It, it really was an experience to see it in the theaters. I think that's the only real way to experience it was in the theaters um, by extension. I'll say by IMAX. It was, it was a wonderful movie. Uh, rightfully ranked number one on my list and rightfully ranked number one in, in this list. And shout out to Yesenia, long time of Watchers in the Basement fan. Appreciate you being here. So spoiler, you know what our number one ranking is. <laughs> right. right. Um, Brittany, yes. can, could you imagine if they had added that extra scene where they all knelt down? When they did that, I'm I'm, I'm getting choked up now, but the respect of, of you know, and Chitala was, I think, the first to kneel. You know, that extra scene, had they put that in the movie, we all would have been sobbing that much more. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. So. Yeah, that yeah that that would hit you in in all kind of yep. ways. But so this concludes our I mean, ranking. I, I just yeah. want to say one thing. Um, so the the this movie, um, like Drew said, was kind of the perfect ra- wrapped up the first three phases, and you know the t- first ten years of Marvel Studios or Marvel Cinematic Universe so well. Like Endgame was so good that there's almost like a hangover effect, and like a lot of the criticism you see for Phase Four. Is because in because Endgame was so great that it's like how do you follow that? And you the thing is you really can't. Like I mean, it's going to take time, and so that's why that's why that, that we've experienced the growing pains of Phase Four for a lot of people who haven't really enjoyed it. It's because Endgame was an ending to certain characters and to I mean to the main characters. You know, obviously like uh, you know Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Yep, and you know, where do you go from there? And so now we're trying to figure that out with this, with phase four. So that's why I think that by the time we get to the end of phase six, I think we'll see something similar to Endgame. I don't know if it'll top Endgame. I don't know if anything will ever top Endgame, I agree. but it's, uh, you know, there's a hangover effect in, in, a, in, in going on because of how great this movie is. It truly is like one of the greatest movies I think ever made. And it's, you know, unbelievable. They pulled it all off. So that's it, Brittany. That that's our number one. Do you want to recap our top ten? Yep. There we go. Thank you. I do definitely want to recap the top. Forgot 10. what just, they were. <laughs> we just a reminder. So just a reminder for everyone in the chat. Uh, appreciate you being here, weighing in on our rankings. I know they seem a little crazy, but we definitely want to hear your rankings as well. So leave a comment here in the video. Don't forget to like 
this video and don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't. But our top 10 is number 10, Thor Ragnarok, number nine, Iron Man, number eight, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, number seven, Black Panther, number six, Captain America, Civil War, number five, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, number four, Marvel's Avengers, number three, Spider-Man No Way Home, number two, Avengers Infinity War, and number one, Avengers Endgame. Thank you, Brittany. So now that you've seen our list, our, our rankings from thirty, from one to 30, we want to know what, what, what you think of our list. You can do that in the comments below, or you can do it on social media. And Brittany, how can people find us on social media? Once again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video, turn on your notifications that way you know the next time we will be doing a live stream coming up this week will be Yellowstone as well as Gangs of London if y'all are interested in that. However, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using, well, I don't know how much Twitter, how much longer we'll have Twitter, but you know what, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It's still around. So use the at Watchers Basement to follow us there. You can always also use the hashtag Watchers Basement to help grow our audience. Send in your articles, your memes, anything that you think we should check out. We will definitely do that. But once again, use hashtag Watchers Basement. We are also have audio podcasts check out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to Anchor.fm. Be sure to give us a five star rating really helps out our channel as well, because although we are not a large podcast, we are a proud one. Real quick, as a super fan, thanks again for in the season of the Holly Comp. I'm so thankful for the friendship and the ability of being on these shows this year. It's, it's been amazing. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to go by myself a case of Monster Zeros. I think I'll watch our top tens from Thursday to Sunday and not sleep. So, <laughs> oh, so goodness. Just, just to recap it all. All right. Thank sounds, you, guys. Thank you like so much. Plan. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Drew. We loved having you on. We'll definitely have you on again. So thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. So for Drew, for Brittany, this is Justin saying, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving and uh, have a good evening. Bye-bye.